Hey, what's happening, weirdos? This is Fred Armisen. Can you believe it? One of my favorite performers and comedians of all time. I was so thrilled to sit down with him. Couple things to mention up top. I have a new stand-up special called Dirty Clean airing on HBO on December 15th. Please check that out. I really hope you guys like it. I also have a live show coming up here in Los Angeles, a stand-up show on December 12th at Largo. Go to largo-la.com. That's my only stand-up date at the moment. Since I taped the special, I've been taking some time off. So come to that if you're in the area, or please watch Dirty Clean on uh, December 15th on HBO at 10 p.m. I do want to mention our Pete's picks, um, especially around the holidays, Christmas or Hanukkah. Am I saying that right? Christmas? (laughs) Uh, Obviously, this is a free podcast. It's always going to be a free podcast. We don't put old episodes behind paywalls or anything like that. But if you want to show some love and show some support of this show, buy a Pete's Pick or for the holiday or just for no reason whatsoever, uh, buy some for a friend. Get some Pete's Picks, a nice little Pete's Pick uh, gift basket. The newest one that I have been swearing by every day for the past month is Kachava. Kachava, K-A-C-H-A-V-A. This is a plant-based superfood smoothie that uh, takes seconds to make and it makes me feel amazing. It's rich in nutrient-rich superfoods that they went into the jungles to find the most revered plants and minerals and vitamins to get into you that have been revered by tribal cultures for centuries. It's 100% plant-based. It has omega-3s from chia and flax. I don't know if you guys listened to the Dr. Joel Furman episode of this podcast, but we talked for like 20 minutes about how important and health-promoting chia and flax seeds are. It has eight super fruits. It has 17 greens and veggies. It's gluten-free. It's soy-free. It's free of artificial sweeteners and preservatives. It has things for your digestive support. It's got a thousand milligrams of adaptogens. It's got 24 grams of protein, nine grams of fiber. That's all fun. The reason I love it is it's super, super, super easy and super, super, super delicious. A lot of plant-based shakes like this claim to be delicious in water, and in my experience, none of them are. You have to use a, a milk of some sort, nut milk or whatever you got going on, to make it taste good. Cachava actually tastes good in water. It's because they put powdered coconut milk in it, mixes with the water, makes coconut milk, makes a creamy, truly delicious shake uh, that only takes a couple seconds to make. So if you're looking for a way to get more nutrients in your life, more superfoods in your life, and get that wonderful, happy glow that you get from eating those types of things, Kachava is your shortcut to a nutrition overload that actually tastes good. I made one for Val the first day we uh, got it, and she couldn't believe it. I, I get a lot of stuff like this. I think you guys know that about me. And this was the first time I made her something that she actually loved just as much as I did. And it's because it's just the right amount of sweet. It's just the right amount of creamy. They got chocolate. They got vanilla. I get both. Put a scoop in of each. Tastes like an Oreo. It's unbelievable. And uh, I, another thing I do is I put strawberries in there. If you put strawberries, cachava, and a little bit of almond milk in a Vitamix, it's like ice cream. It's like ice cream. Strawberry, chocolate, ice cream for dinner. Makes you feel amazing with things like maca and cacao. Um, it's wonderful. You can make it with one arm while holding a baby. You can throw it in your bag and have something healthy to eat on the road. That's one of the main reasons I love it. It's basically as close as we've come in the future to a meal and a pill. It's a wonderful meal replacement, wonderful for travel, and they're offering our listeners, I reached out to them 
20% off. I said, I love your stuff. They said, we'll give your listeners 20% off. All they have to do is go to kachava.com slash weird. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash weird. You got to give it a try. That's the best thing to do because everybody I've given it to that's come over loves it. The other one I want to tell you about, obviously I've been swearing about this, swearing about this, swearing on this for the past, I don't know, it's been years now. CW Hemp Oil. You guys know this. It is my standby, especially this time of year. I have about five concurrent deadlines all swirling together, so it's a high-stress time for me. I have been swearing by Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil to take that edge off, to give me that inner, happy, healthy glow. Makes me a little bit quicker to smile, a little bit quicker to laugh, helps me relax, especially when I'm traveling, which we've been traveling helps those shoulders go down, helps that smile go up. I'm telling you, the best thing to do is to try it. Um, it's made from hemp, but it, they take the THC out. THC is obviously what makes you stoned in uh, marijuana, <laughs> as we know it. But they uh, leave the body and brain beneficial CBD in there. In fact, it was named after uh, Charlotte, a young girl who's having seizures. And this hemp oil is the only thing that would help those seizures stop. It has a multitude of uses. Go ahead and Google uh, CBD oil and check it out. But know that Charlotte's Web is the only company made in Den- uh, in Colorado for human consumption. It's not just some mass, weird, shady, cons- strangely grown hemp that could have been uh, a rope or gone in your body. This is grown to be consumed by humans, for humans, made with humans. <laughs> I love it. Get the mint chocolate everyday advanced flavor. It's a little bit more expensive, but you can literally just take a couple drops and you'll feel that uh, feel that perk right away. Or that and perk isn't quite right. It's not a stimulant. It really is a rounding, happy. I call it my happy juice. It really helps with stress and all those good things. Uh, they also have some bombs that are amazing. Balms that are amazing for achy joints and muscles that I also use almost every single day. Uh, so try it. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code keep it crispy and you'll get 10% off your purchase. That's it. Let's get to Fred. Try some cachava. Try some Charlotte's Web Hemp. Get somebody you love a Pete's Pick basket and show your support this holiday season. And in the meantime, enjoy my wonderful first chat, first long chat with the incredible Fred Armisen. Please watch Dirty Clean on December 15th. Maybe see you on the 12th in LA. All right. Get into it. Are you kidding me? You've honestly. This is another Katie. How are you doing? We're full up oh, on Katie. Look how laid back this is. <laughs> this is, you know, when I listen to it. I, I, You've listened? Come on, man. Fredison. But have you. These other locations, I feel like. Uh, I'm going to take stuff out of my pocket. I was hoping you would. Um, <laughs> hello, money. Oh, my God, with the five on the outside. Uh, I feel like, did you, Seth Rogen was at a comic book store or something? Like, do you do it at different locations? Seth Rogen has a podcast? <laughs> you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to embarrass you. I, you did a podcast <laughs> with Seth, Seth Rogen? It was probably a meltdown. <clears throat> I just heard... Okay, never mind. Tell me everything. Never mind, never mind. Hello, Chuck. <laughs> Are you humiliated right now? No, not at all, not at all. I just... Uh, I thought... Have you, you always mean, done it here? I used to do it at Meltdown. 
There and when go. Seth Rogen did it, oh, because yeah. you listened to Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did mine, and it was at a comic book store. Okay, got it. That comic book store closed. I remember that, yeah, because I think that's what that's actually that's what Kumail did his show. Not not a podcast, but I think they did a live show there for yes. a while. Yeah, we. I wasn't going to mention it because it's sweaty, uh-huh. <laughs> but that's the first time we were together. I didn't introduce myself because I didn't want to bother you. Oh, okay. Um, so it's funny for me that you say that you wanted to do the show and that you've listened to the show because my relationship to you has always been, there's Fred, don't bother him. Cause Come you're, the, on. you're the funniest man in the world. Yeah. I really mean that. That goes that direction. No, get out of here. Let me get a mirror real quick so you I'm can point- bounce that. I'm pointing I mean it at him. sincerely. I mean it sincerely too. Well, that's awfully and kind of you. And, um, but you're, come on. You're no, one of, no way. I, that's not, no hyperbole, one of the funniest cast members of SNL of all time, oh, that's but also just sweet. one of the funniest people of all time. I, I can't I can't overstate how much we enjoy Jeez. Valerie and I. That's Love. very, very kind watch of you. Watch it for fun. No, <laughs> you don't watch comedy for fun. I mean, maybe you do. But like, I know it is, it is different now, isn't it? Now meaning like once we've been doing comedy for a that's while. That's right. But what you do is so... We'll just get all the bread buttering out of the way. <laughs> what you do is so pure and so silly. There's like an honesty to it and it's playful. So it feels recreational as opposed to, for me, like I enjoy watching it as opposed to, I don't know, really like 30 Rock, for example, amazing show, doesn't relax me, doesn't entertain me. Yeah, it's, I a, just little bit, go, it's a little bit like a drug. It's Yes, exactly. It's like amazing electronica music. Yeah, yeah. And you're, I don't know if you're exactly like jazz, but there's something about it where I'm Jeez. like, look at Fred having fun. Like, poor, I love poor, this, this is just a gush fest, but I love what you do. And thank you very much. We watch it. The feeling is mutual. Well, your stand up. Well, not just your stand up and your show, but also, um, I feel like uh, dog here. whenever we're talking to each other, uh, you are just funny we in have the chuckles. moment. We yeah. have some real laughs. We did it. You are always, always funny. <laughs> and it's <laughs> a very, that's actually very, um, uh, speaking of relaxing, it's a very relaxing feeling. When somebody's funny? Yeah. It's it, just, it's, it's, it's its own language. Isn't that why we became funny? It's yeah. why I became funny. It's For like, those backstage moments where... Absolutely. Real show. We could be ourselves. Yeah. Well, that uh, was at Largo. Yes. That was the first time we really got a nice chunk yeah. of time. Yes. And if I... we You mentioned in your email we talked about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fascinated with Im, like violence improv, where you talk yeah. about what you're going to do to somebody. Yes. Which can be really funny. Yeah. But it has a specificity and almost like a cadence to it that isn't found anywhere else, where it's like, I'm going to I'm gonna cut your spleen in half. <laughs> like, it's always like yeah. you mention the body part. Yeah. And then what... It's got to be odd. <laughs> it has spleen. to be odd. And it's just it's it's something it's like <laughs> something you, you, that just is happening a lot in improv. And well, Melissa McCarthy and started it for sure. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, like in Bridesmaids. Yeah, it was Bridesmaids. No, it yeah. was This Is Forty. No, Bridesmaids is what I remember her. She was in the scene with Leslie Mann though, and Leslie. No, no, no that was 40. that wasn't in it. That was cut out. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you you're remembering it wrong because that wasn't in it. In the it was in an early cut, but it started a thing where people, where are, people like, are trying I'm gonna, to. I'm going to tear off one of your ears. Yes. I'm going to tear it halfway, halfway, so you can kind of fix it, and then the rest of your life, people are going to be like, "What's wrong with that fucking guy's ear?" It's and just, it's like so specific. Yeah, that was a good. These are good though. That wasn't bad. I got to say, that's pretty good. That's, I love making fun of comedy, especially when it gets you into yes, new comedy. Yes, um, you see it. I, I'm. I feel like I'm seeing it a lot in TV commercials. I feel that like type of improv. N- um, not that type, but the sort of um, 
commercials where you could tell that they are improv comedians. Yeah. And you could tell by their delivery. You could tell by that they're just from that guy, those schools of... I'm forgetting his name. He did the ads with the... He's on SNL now. Oh, I love that. I, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> it's worse if it happens to you, so I won't what, put it to you. But what, it, his name is Blake Blair Blaine Black Black. His name is Black. His name is Black. B L A K. He's German. <laughs> no, I'm fucking. His name is Beck. Oh, Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. And I think he got it from a commercial. And there was another guy that was in a commercial that was on like three sitcoms. He had like a real big flare up, and it was from a commercial that was very similar to the scene in Old School where Will keeps leaving the message and doing it over. Do you remember that scene? I, I remember the scene. I don't remember this commercial. Then there was a commercial that just totally took that premise, but the kid killed it. Like, he nailed it. And you, it was in a way yeah. very similar to what you do where it's not necessary. It's not just the words. Like, the words are funny, but the performance had a certain X factor that yeah. was unfakeable. And the kid got all these shows. I'm sure he's still working. I can't remember. But Beck had that same thing. Everyone is still working. <laughs> Every, everybody's fine everybody's everyone's fine. doing great but they figured out that improv people have a taste for it now and i think audiences yes. these days care or, or they're able to detect if something is natural and organic and sort of flowy yeah you see it more in movies obviously because it, it's become mainstream to do comedy that's like yeah what used to be weird or atypical yeah or like it doesn't have a punchline you're sort of mumbling something under your breath right all like, of a sudden, I'm wondering if <laughs> it's called so humor. Yeah, it's like Fred, do you want to um, meet your mom? Oh, that's your sister. Uh, that's so <laughs> like you tri- the punchline becomes like, well, I brought my own lunch. So, so... oh my god, that's so in there. <laughs> Look there's, for so. It's there's the also there's a, I, there's also a bunch of um. Uh, I just said that, didn't I? I just said that out loud. That well, when people oh, do that at the end, my... there's a little bit of that, right? Like in the nineties, yeah. I just said that. And I just said that. And, and now we're all I dealing with that. I just said something awkward. Or, and now everyone's Thank you for that, me. Fred. Thank you, Fred. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. say something and people acknowledge it. Yeah. So much. Val and I just rewatched um, Tommy Boy. Uh huh. We were like, what's not in comedy anymore that was in the 90s is. And? Well, this is awkward. That's over. Yes. That's done. But in the 90s? We couldn't get enough of, well, this is awkward. Yes. Hey, Fred, you've put on a few. Yes. That, well, this is awkward. Yeah. That, you look that, great. You, you could almost call the 90s. That could be the tagline for the 90s comedy. The 90s. Well, this is awkward. Yeah. Well, this is awkward. We just don't find it funny anymore. No. I mean, now, just, we got used to it. We and it's and it's kind of aggressive now. I think we like it more when people like so. Well, it's not like I drove here for forty five minutes and got lost <laughs> yeah, in the way. So, yeah. like so, that's more internal and more self deprecating, yeah. yeah. as opposed to like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> like, like Tommy Boy has just a little bit more bully to the humor. Yeah, where it's just like, well, you're clearly a dimwit. Well, shouldn't have said that, and then he cartwheels away. Yeah. It's great, but we've changed our taste a little. What bit. else? What else from that movie? Is missing now because yeah. I haven't seen it in so long. Well, the word retard, that's gone. <laughs> retard is gone, except in Boston. That's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Boston recently, but retard is they're they're like it's going through a, like, recon- we're holding on. a renaissance. Do you spend a lot of time in Boston still? Or do you no? Do you go, no. Yeah. Did you know that's where I'm from? Yeah. Yeah. When I go home, I do a bit about how 
their love affair with that word, which I don't like that word, by the way, but I mean, we just said it a bunch. Yeah. It's in Tommy Boy. Like he's doing the, the David Spade is doing the announcement and he's <laughs> like, if you don't know how to do your seatbelt, uh, ring your call button and I'll come by and hit you in the head with a hammer because you are a retard. Oh, That's the man. joke. And we're watching and we're just like, whoa, <laughs> like, it's just like so, Yeah, you know. We're we're more sensitive, thankfully. And I guess that's just the nature of I'm just guessing how over the decades of how comedy and movies are. It's just Sure. Well there's always start... a word that's just Yeah. Almost on the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see people get a- away with a lot of offensive words. Yeah. And every generation has a word that's like there's kind of a way to say it. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe in ten years it'll be completely gone. Yeah. But for now you can kinda say it. Do you um do you ever think about uh what people of a generation are going to sound like? I'm I'm not talking about stand up, but in regular conversation uh trying to be funny, when we're going to start sounding old? Oh my god, I think about that all the time. Cuz sometimes I it happens when you see someone older and they they're just they're just trying to be funny, they're just you saying watch- a little something. And Gene Wilder, and you're just like, why does this seem old? Yes, it's it's hilarious. Or you watch Blazing Saddles. Yeah. anything that people are like, it holds up. You're like, it always feels. I yeah. was I just watched the Gilda Gilda Radner yeah. documentary, and I thought she, she's very funny. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's that's that is not up to question. But like, comedy has learned so much. Even when I watch the greats, we've all been. They're like prequels. Yes, we've all been. Like she got. <clears throat> For example, she was the pioneer of talking about cancer. Yeah. But now when we live in an age where Tig got a cancer diagnosis and did like 45 minutes of improvised yeah. stand-up and like talked about it in real time, obviously she probably learned, we all learned from Gilda's bravery. Yeah. But when you go back and watch it, it's like watching the old Star Wars and trying to convince a kid, like, no, this is as good as, yes. as Rogue One. Yeah. And it is to us, but it, like people keep changing and we're going to change. Yeah. We were just talking today about how like, Judd's kids don't know who Eddie Murphy is. You know what I mean? Like, why? Oh, that would... just keeps going. Isn't that crazy? It is always crazy. And we're going to set, like, what we're making fun of or talking about, people are going to be like, oh, like that, that sort of Fred Harmison, like Portlandia, like, oh, um, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, it'll yeah. seem stupid. And there'll be a new, uh, maybe not, but there'll no, no, be a no, new I know thing. I, I take no offense to that. That they're you're, like, you're correct. He doesn't even go, say, or something like <laughs> Whatever new. the new thing is. There'll be a new thing. Yes. And there's no, there's no resisting it. But you've, you've been doing comedy for long enough that you've had to adapt and change. Yes. Have you noticed, like, when you wanted to do something on SNL, like reading the newspaper and there's nothing on the cards. Yeah. Or any of the improvised things, that the, the songs that you would sing with yeah. Kristen or whatever. Was there more resistance to that at the beginning? And then later it was like, no, that's, that's clearly people like that. Oh, do you mean resistance from uh, the producers and the yeah. audience? Yeah. No, I was very lucky in that they were supportive from the start. Really? Oh, yeah. Because that's such – I mean that seems like the perfect use for me of live TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if SNL gets criticized for anything, it's, it's people looking at cue cards obviously. Yeah. But like to do that is really risky and kind of brings it back to that original conceit that it's just happening in the moment yes. and you don't know where it's going. But kind of what we were saying about how that's even found its way into commercials. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear that they were open to it. Maybe yeah. not surprised, but please, please. I think it, it would have been, I think it would have been um, Mike Schur, <clears throat> who was the head writer for Weekend Update at the time. Uh, okay. And I think he was the one who was like, great, let's do it. Where did he notice that you could do that? I did it at the table. 
So we do these things. We do run-throughs at the table, and they sort of pick from it, and, and they figure out Here's, what are we going to put on weekend. This is my number one Freddy Fred question. Because it's, I like improvising. I love being silly. Yeah. I have stand-up bits that I, – I bet you could make this work. I can never make it work reliably. I have a bit about how like in New Zealand they do something that I call no offense comedy. Uh-huh. It's like, ah, hey, look, Fred, you got a nice little pair of glasses. Not that they're little. They're perfectly sized for your face. <laughs> Unless you want your face to be a little bit bigger or maybe smaller. Either way, I want your face to be what you think your face should be. It looks like a great face to me, but maybe I'm wrong. Not that you would hang out with an idiot. Like whatever you say This is, is great. Yeah, right? I knew you would love that. That's yeah, I probably learned um, that type of comedy from watching you, to be honest. No, but I, well, I just that. got a little jealous because I'm like, damn it, that's a isn't good that take good? <laughs> it's, and it's and it's exactly correct. It's, it's exactly correct. If I was a writer on Portlandia, you would have done that. Yes, right. I, I would have been like, that's great. Honestly, that because makes my also, day. <laughs> who talks about New Zealand comedy? You know. Well, if you watch Flight of the Concords or Thor yeah, Ragnarok, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they do that a lot. It's a yeah. specific guy. It's Reese Darby, I think okay. his name is. Where, and it's also every mother-in-law. It's certainly my mother-in-law, uh-huh. where she's just like, uh, I, I, I made some coffee. Not that you seem tired. Yes. You don't seem tired. I mean, you seem like j- just the right amount of energy, like a yeah. normal amount of energy. Not too much. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, not that I need coffee. Yeah. Obviously, I could calm down. Not that you think I'm an alcoholic. I yeah, mean, not, yeah, yeah. I enjoy a glass of wine from time to time. I mean, unless yeah. it offends you. If, if, are you a Muslim or whatever it is? <laughs> yeah. Like, whatever it is. Do Muslims drink? Uh, I don't know. I should have said Mormon. Um <laughs> But I can't – this is not, This is leading back to my number one Freddie Fred question is I can't master – I don't know if it's perfectible – trying to get into that state of playfulness. And I wonder what your routine is. If you know you have a bit like that coming, I used to have different theories about improv where it was like good to consume comedy or it was good to like read books or watch like nature documentary. Just like try and get more content in your brain for those uh-huh. specifics. Yeah. Like when you go on Conan and, and you, like I was impressed that you know Minsk is in Russia. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like even that, I'm just like, well, that's funny right away and it helps, it helps the bit. But is there something, your diet, your sleep, your coffee intake? I couldn't be more interested in what you do to get ready, especially for a bit that isn't really preparable and especially a bit that hinges on you being in that, that unique mood of playfulness that nobody feels that way all the time. So you you mean specifically something like um, that uh, the newspaper the, bit, yeah, right. the, the sort of weekend update, or honestly, did, like what or... you did on Conan with the accents, like something, yeah. or literally, Fred, everything you do on Portlandia. Sometimes I watch that show, and if it ever uh, verges into showbiz brain, I go. Sometimes I feel for you because I'm like the premise of this bit is pretty thin. I don't mean yeah. that as an insult, and then I go. But Fred is riffing his and Carrie is are riffing, but a lot of times sometimes it's just you riffing your fucking dick off, and I'm like, how do you stay in that sweet spot? Well, um, let's let me think for a second. Okay, so Nicholas Fane, then Portlandia. I would say that um, the way that they I figure out, all right, <laughs> that they're gonna work at all mm. is um, in a room of say four people. So Nicholas Fane, something like that. If I start doing, because that was like an impression of, it's a little bit of um, Red Fox. Is that his name? Uh, no, Spalding Gray. No, no. It's a little Ed bit Sullivan. Da- David. <laughs> we keep going. <laughs> uh, David. It's a little bit of David Cross and Mark Maron, and uh, there was a comedian here named Boris, and they were. 
they were just the kind of comedians that would play at Largo and stuff who would wear like an army jacket. And so it was kind of a mix of them. <laughs> and if I started to do an impression of them for our friends um, and if it seems to get attention in the room, mm-hmm. then I think, oh, this might be something. Mm-hmm. And I just keep leaning on it and try it again and again. And then at SNL, I did it at the table. I was like, what if I did a comedian who doesn't have any punchlines? <laughs> so that's so that zone um, – is kind of like I just figure out a way that it's presentable on TV. How can I do this so that uh, it seems like a real piece on Weekend Update? And I just make a little you know rule for myself. Okay, don't finish any sentences. <laughs> keep, you know, keep it going. And and I'll, I'll think about who's going to enjoy this. I figure you know uh, Amy Poehler might like this as I'm doing it. That kind of thing. Right. Why that? Because because she was sometimes uh, on anchoring. You know, the anchoring, and I so think, you want to make her laugh. I kind of think so like, th- what, is that one of the answers? It's something you're getting the laughs. Like I love on the Californians, you're making Bill laugh. Yeah, yeah. And I think that has to fuel you to yeah. stay in that pocket, right? Yeah, I just just do I have the, these people who I love? Do I have their attention for this <laughs> this amount of time? You know, right. do I have their? Will I, will I be able to get away with it for this this long? For and on a Portland, it's the same thing. That room of writers, Carrie, m- m- you know, I oh, I always think like, okay, is she entertained in this scene? Isn't that funny? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, just like, it's almost like having people. the ball for a second. Yeah, and just you know, like me have it for a second, and then you know. But if they're laughing, yeah. So you're not even necessarily, and let's not over dissect it. But it's you're not necessarily thinking of the audience as much as you're something a little bit closer and more tangible. <laughs> Can I make this person laugh? Do they seem interested? Yes. And the like, frequency of them listening is very feelable. And my guess is that if it, what's working for them, then it's going to work for everybody else. Right. So um, if I did – when I do – if I do uh, comedy that's only for drummers, I think, will drummers <laughs> – if they're enjoying it, you know, at a drum shop or whatever or wherever, just like, or, <laughs> will it – you know, my hope is that more people will – but isn't that like, – we were actually just talking about that. Like so many of us don't know who Harry Carey is. Yeah. But we love Will Ferrell's impression yes. of Harry Carey. Yeah. So it's just this phenomenon of like when we were kids, we didn't know who James Brown was, but Eddie Murphy is doing James Brown. It's amazing. And we're just dying laughing. Yeah. But that's sort of your specialty is finding something. I actually happen to think drumming is hilarious. <laughs> so when I would see you in the – where did you first do that? Was it on Conan? The drumming stuff? Um, I feel like you were the guest band host on Conan or Leno? It wasn't Leno. But I was, think on Conan, yes. I think it was Conan. Yeah, yeah. And I've just always, since I was a kid, maybe, I bet you agree, thought that drumming is kind of, it is comedy. It's loud. Yeah. It's rhythmic. Yeah. It takes over the room. Yeah. There's also just something very funny about it, like a straight-faced person <laughs> doing, <laughs> like yeah. the higher pitch toms yeah. are funny. Yeah. And no one was talking about that. Like if aliens came down, they'd be like... <laughs> They'd be like, oh, we get the guitars. We understand that. It's like the lute and all that. Like, what's the <laughs> – who are those guys? And also, why do they have so many? Like, there's one guitar, one bass. Yeah. Why does the drum guy have, like, yeah, so many. more of, of, of that? It's, it's, so, it's pretty weird. Poor drummers. Everyone thinks they can do it. Yes. And, and what sucks is you could sit down at a drum kit and do better than you would at a piano if you had never played either. True. Just by banging. Yes. You you might have some beginner's luck or whatever. Yeah. So they sort of, they're the coolest and also somewhat least respected sometimes. Very true. You know, or also the most respected. Like if you're in Rush, everybody's there for the drumming. 
But I, yeah. I think most guys especially are like, I could probably do that. Oh, yeah. I could figure that out. People love it. <laughs> also, it's very inviting. Like a guitar in a guitar stand, you've got to take the guitar off the stand. Oh, Drums have a chair. God. There's a seat. Yes. It's like someone saying to you, Pull a up seat. a stool. Yes. They're, they're asking you to be played. And they're protective. Yes. You're safe. Yeah. Whenever like people are throwing bases and stuff, you're in that little, you're in a foxhole, basically. A you will not look foxhole. foolish. That's right. A guitar, yes, you you can. You can look stupid, sound way out of but tune. You and always look amazing. Yeah, <laughs> playing the drums. That's the key to good photos. I think everyone if we're be taking a photo the drum behind the drums. <laughs> <laughs> Get the dorkiest kid in yeah. high school photo yeah. day. Put him behind some drums. Politicians. Oh put him behind my! Some drums. Al Gore would have won. He would have. <laughs> Al Gore would have won if he was behind. Also, the drum because kid. your body's kind of covered, so there's you no. You can be you're, fat. You're, yeah, pantsless. Weird pants. It doesn't uh, matter. And no. You don't even have to be good. It's just for the photo. No, just the photo. Nice drum set. <laughs> Me and my He would have won. <laughs> he would have won. We would always do the drum kit that went all the way around. We yeah. got the 360 drum kit, which you sort of did. When we were in high school, we would do the... Yeah. We thought it was so funny. Because that's comedy. Like, if you hear... Right? Yes. And then you can betray that. Forever. That's forever. Funny. It just made us both laugh. Yeah. It just goes to the kick. Yeah. And it's a weird moment. Everyone's paying attention. Yes. What are we paying attention to? And it sets up an expectation. Like yeah. that's why drums can be super, super funny. Yeah. Because it also says like something's about to happen. Because the music is hasn't started yet. So it's like, but I go to go back to go something's happening. Here it comes. Here it comes. When when's everyone coming in? Almost. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And they say on a primal level, like a kick drum, like a doof, doof, yeah. doof, will get everybody's heartbeat synced up to that. So there's something very primal ah. going on where everyone's like, we're in this together now. Yeah. It unifies the room. That's also comedy. Yeah. You also have to commit to it. Like, yeah. you know, all, bits are so much funnier when you commit and there's no, actually a character that would be funny is the timid drummer that hits it. Sort of like Andy Samberg's timid rapper guy. Yeah. But like if you, you have to go, doo, 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 like even the shyest guy. Yeah. You've got to give it everything. And that's usually something that you're playing with with the drums is like kind yeah. of a normal, um, well-mannered person that will just suddenly erupt in like a surprisingly, like Steve Martin being really good at the banjo. It's yeah. like shocking yeah. that you're really good at the drum. <laughs> It's just, it's an added even though I don't I don't know if it's always the intent but it's an, it is an added laugh when someone is oh really sure a, a virtuoso it's something. it's like old I don't know what it is yeah. you yeah. love it you're yeah. delighted that, yes we were la- me and my friend Chris were doing a bit on the porch and we were sort of uh, doing accents mm-hmm. and we were laughing at things and we we're like why is it so much funnier in an a- we were sort of doing I don't know what you would call it. I guess it was like maybe like a Haitian accent. We were just going, okay. like, get in there, get yeah. in there. Yeah. I, I don't know, people, I really remember you wouldn't do Jamaican, so maybe white guy doing black boys isn't <laughs> yeah. always great. But we were just sitting Jamaican, around. yeah, I would have looked. I was like, oh, he picked the wrong one. Right. He knew what he was doing. That was, we're talking about Conan. Yeah, Conan. He could do this accent, Jamaican. do this accent, do Jamaican. Well, I'm like, I'm not doing a Jamaican accent. It, the optics aren't great. Yeah. So I acknowledge that, but for sake of honesty, we were just doing like a get in there. Yeah. It is an accent. It is an. I know. 
I know. And the yeah. people in Black Panther, not all of them are African. You know, we were no, talking no, about Black yeah. Panther. So they're doing an accent too, but yeah. I get it. Yes. I'm not saying I don't understand. Yeah. We're not defending it. <laughs> yes. We're just saying, but just, it but is just an accent. But just two guys on a porch, we were talking yeah. about Black Panther and we were talking about the accent. And it was making us laugh. We weren't making fun, but we were just laughing, saying things in the accent, doing jokes in the accent, doing characters in the accent. We're like, why is it funnier in an accent? And we were kind of like with the drums. We're like, yeah. the precision of doing a funny voice while doing a joke delights us in the same way that being good to, yes. good at drums is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you imagine the person you're, you're sort of immediately doing someone else. You're already doing a character, right? And I also think your volume increases if you do an accent. You're committing. You're it's committing. You're, you're now you're doing something. If yes. you're, we're just talking like ourselves. N- not as much. I always do our show. Our, our producer on crashing is Russian, and I was he he said the touchdowns for him are uh, coffee, coffee. Mm-hmm. People are going to go get coffee because he's New York and Russian. So What's it's like it? super fun. How did you get him? How did we get him? Yeah. What, what, the black how? market. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, did you go down to 34th Street? And you're like, we need a Russian producer. <laughs> Do you need a steam bus? It's su- I don't, he's, he does a lot of shows. I don't know if he did Girls. He's uh-huh. like in the Apatow family. What's his name? Igor Strubchik. Strub- wow. Strubchik. Good I, for him. He's amazing. Yeah. And he's like known as the best producer. Yeah. And it's coffee. And it's, he says he worked on Mr. Robot, and he goes, you know, when I worked on Mr. Robot, he says Robot, and he says Company Move, <laughs> like, and we love saying Company Move. So I, he's doing a character. He's not, <laughs> and everything's a secret with him. This is how you build it. I know you know this, but everything's a secret, and you find the three or four touchstones that get you into the voice. And yeah. I was just like, and he's always name dropping, so he'll be like, you know, <laughs> Nick Nolte's gonna be there, Mr. Robot's gonna be there. <laughs> And he brings his voice down for Nick Nolte. Oh, my God. He drops it. Yeah. And he grabs me by the shoulder kind of gingerly. He's like, no, honestly, Pete, like if we if we cut that scene, we don't have to do a company move. What, is he an executive <laughs> producer or is he a line producer? I'm pretty sure he's the main guy. He's like, if we have any production question, we go to him. I don't know what his title is. It must I be. hope he listens to this because you know, we are honestly, really talking. I, I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. But you know, <laughs> if I did, I would listen to this because it prevents a company move. <laughs> Do company moving and company moving. Company move. Company move. Honestly, Leif Shriver's going to be there. Say, so, okay, that's a good example. Yeah. Me saying any celebrity name, name not funny. But if I go like, Mark Paul Gosler going to be there. Yes. Funnier. Accent always. Accent always. Spanish guys saying Leif Schreiber. Yeah. <laughs> Leif Schreiber. All of a sudden, because you're picturing this other person. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And our brains delight. Yeah. In re- like we recognize it. Yeah, it's like hearing a callback in a stand-up set. You go, "I'm listening and remembering." And when you do that, you go, "I'm remembering a, a yeah. Spanish guy that yeah. I talked to once, and it sounded like yeah. that." Yeah, so fun. Yeah, it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the the question going back to what we were talking about was, "Am I wrong in assuming you don't always feel silly?" Because I did. It was sort of a leading question. I'm like, how do you get uh-huh. into that silly zone? Yeah. Maybe you're just always there. For me, I burn out. I can get a little melancholy or whatever. Uh-huh. And then if I want to go on stage and do, no offense, New Zealand comedy, I just can't find it. That's when really? I have to go into like, oh, I can just tell this joke that works. But sometimes it's hard for me to be like, really playfulness can be hard for me. So I understand that you at the table can feel like you're with friends because you're literally with friends but backstage i'm wondering like it feels moment to moment it feels very like how do i get through this next hour so let's say (laughs) 
we are at Largo and I'm supposed to do something. And I always just think, okay, if I'm going to be on for five minutes, how do I go home thinking that Flanny was happy, that you were happy? It's just, it's the feeling is mostly, I feel like I interrupted your question. I'm sorry. You did not. Um, but um, are you silly beans? <laughs> silly beans. Are you one of those silly beans? You didn't interrupt. Oh, Fred, um, I'm already list- I'm already reading the comments about how I talk too much in this interview. Um, That's all. I um here I'll use this I'll use this mic uh, mic to, <laughs> um double mic we've we've discovered by the way that we live pretty close to each other which is so nice anyway no I um, know so, so I just think about um, it's the only it's the most Portlandy neighborhood not forcing it wouldn't you agree oh without a doubt it's the most port we live in yeah. the east side of Los Angeles yes. which I consider to be really one of the few tolerable parts of L A. And it's because – I won't forget to go back to what you were going to say, by the way. It's because maybe we share – I love I Portland. Love it. Yeah, I, I love Portland and I love here. And they feel the same. Agreed. It's and very, very you, similar. If you go into Atwater a little bit too, it's very Portland. I agree. I, Glendale Boulevard. It? When I was in Portland, the, my opener was I said, it's punk rock and it's also cozy. Uh, yes. It's like – you guys have titty bars and jello shots, but you also feel like you live in a train set? Yeah. You know what did I mean? I did. They loved it. Yeah. It feels like a train set. Yes. It feels like a magical, like some big dad, lonely yeah. in his garage, yeah. drinking a few beers, built this magical Northwestern oh, place. Now, right? Now I'm doubly jealous. Not jealous. I'm doubly angry that we didn't come up with that for Portlandia. Oh, man. Because that would have been a good B-I-B, ending last episode. Zoom out. And it's a guy being like, don't you know this is my train set? Wow. I mean, it does. Portlandia Christmas special. Even their main train <laughs> station looks very cute. There's nothing. It doesn't yep. look like a city train station. It's yeah. like there's a big, beautiful sign over it. And there's. Pine trees everywhere. Pine that, trees. that is train set 101. Yeah. I got to put a tree in here. Pine, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Let's glue <laughs> it down. Bridges. I saw Pat Oswalt do uh, the bridges too. Everything about it. And they work. Ooh, they, when, uh, I, when I see a bridge open lights. in Portland, I go, look, it works. Oh my God. We're, we're all little kids again. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's one of Pat my favorites. I saw Patton Oswalt do stand up there. And I, I, well, you know, this is, I'm paraphrasing it. But he was talking about how no one has a, no one wakes is like in rush hour in a suit. Oh, I there. love it. You know what I mean? Like the briefcase. Yes. No one. No one is like I'm late. Yep. Hurry up. Yep. I love that. There's. I, I think that's a big. When people talk about what they hate about LA, it's typically a guy in a Porsche in yeah. a suit on a phone. He's on his phone. Yeah. Convertible. Yeah. Exactly. New York and Chicago people rushing around, but Portland. Absolutely. I, and it's true. Never seen it yet. All the benefits of a city. The food is amazing. Food is amazing. Entertainment is amazing. Great public transportation. It's crazy. Great airport. I just wish it was a little bit sunnier. Like literally, we're like, we should move there, and we're like, how do you deal with that? I, I, I'm not a fan of the sun. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't like the sun at all. (laughs) And I love LA, but I feel like you know we're in the shade a lot in our cars and stuff. Yeah. But the sun is just always too blinding to me. It's always like. It just washes all the colors out. It's always I, I'm not, I don't like there's the something beach. cozy about an overcast day. I like overcast. I like yeah. jacket. I like um. Oh, I love jacket. More pockets. More pockets. More pockets. Where are your car keys when you're wearing a tank top and and shorts you're and like flip flops? Holding them. Where are they? Where's your phone? <laughs> yes. Bulge. Yeah. In your stupid bathing suit bottoms. 
Yeah. I also <laughs> Get feel some like it's, pants on. You need pants. You need... And a jacket. Ja- also, it helps define you more, too. Like More choices. More choices. Yeah. I'm, you know... You know, sometimes my mood is seven layers of clothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not just a t-shirt. No. I need the jacket that I, says, it's a little rough at home. I can't do, yeah. I can't do just t-shirt. Nobody I can't wants do it. it. No, so maybe it. I would like it because I, I do I do love an overcast day. Yeah. But people say, I love that because I'm used to LA where it's yeah. always sunny. Then I go to Portland and I love it. But when you were there year round, it didn't bum you out? Oh, I loved it. Really? I, oh, it's one of my favorite things about it. And there's something... It's like a nice mood to it when it's cloudy. There's something. It's just. You it know, makes you. I mean, it really makes you want to like eat sweets more, yeah. which is maybe not good. But you're just like, oh, I want some chocolate right Can now. Can I offer something? Yeah. Right when we landed, we got hot chocolate. Yeah. It's cozy. Overcast is like God's gray blanket that you stay in bed. Under. Yeah. And even though you're outside, you're all still kind of in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sleeping bag. You're zipped up in a sleeping bag. Yeah. The town's a sleeping bag. I'm like, come on, it's cloudy. Don't you want some chocolate? Don't yes. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's like fucking Christmas. It's yeah. a Christmas town. It is a, a Christmas tra- town. It's a Christmas train yeah. set. Uh, why, uh, do you live there part of the time or are you not there anymore? No, I mean, I still have a place there, but it was only every summer. Some holidays here and there, but basically summers is when we were there. And why... This is a leading question. Would you do that to recharge from showbiz craziness or did you just like it? Love it. Because I used to go there um, just to visit Carrie. I used to go there just to hang out for years before we did the show. Really? She lived there and and uh, it was just a place to hang out. I've got a bunch of friends up there, Lance and Corin and Janet. I'm just like naming first names. No name checker. <clears throat> but um, if they listen, they'll go, <gasps> that's me. Lance is it's, going, hey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mentioned on the podcast. Yes. Uh, but it wasn't to get away from showbiz. No, no. There's no sense of getting away from. I, I'm also not a fan of like getting away from anything. I, I like well, being you work in, a lot. Yeah, I, I like working you all work the time. a lot, a lot. Yeah. Sometimes Val and I watch documentary now as if it's just something that you and Bill did on the weekend. It is. It was a little bit like that. I couldn't have been. Well, here's why I, I love that you said that. And yeah. I want to know why you said that. But we're also watching it and I'm like, this is a year's work. This took a year. We cram. <laughs> well, there's some trickery in that sometimes we're not in the same episode. So he covers some of it. I'll cover oh, the other part. And um, it's very, like, writing wise, it's very emailed. Really? Very. We have no room. In the beginning, we have, we sort of check in with each other. We have a meeting, and then the rest is just emails no way yeah it's so good and you know john mulaney he's always coming i know up stuff and then seth myers brilliant writer so you guys just found another toy box to yeah. put a specific type of toy in yeah so maybe okay this kind of goes back to what we were saying before whereas i'm sometimes i'm very worn out right now just in general in my life it, it, it's getting better i'm like on the rebound just because i are i was doing too many things myself like what well, i mean like I mean, yep. aside from your show, the, well, there was you a go show, on do tour, and then I did my special at the Aladdin yeah. in Portland, as you know. So it's it's it was sort of the the couple months of like any one of these things would be too much, would be a lot. Uh-huh. Like doing a special, I had a book deadline. I was editing the third season while we were starting to write the fourth season, uh-huh. and I had the podcast, and then we had a baby. So that was like I always end with the baby. Uh-huh. I should open with the baby. Yeah, but it's like that's a lot of things. So I start to feel a little less 
Like one of the first things to go is the energy it takes for me to be happy, optimistic, and silly. It doesn't mean that I get dark and like mopey necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I sort of become a little bit more flat. So I don't mean to project that onto you. Do you have an easy time staying silly? You know what's so funny? I guess I need to get to know you more (laughs) because I see you everywhere I see you. You seem so completely happy all the time. Well, that's usually true, but I'm you not normally complete. burned out. Right. I don't see I don't see burned out. When I'm at a show, when I'm at Largo, mm-hmm. that's my happiest place. Yeah, you can't get happier than Largo. This is dumb. I think I judge you on your on the billboards a little bit. That's hilarious. I, I just, appreciate your candor. I drive around so much you know, that there I'm he like, is. I take it in and He's I'm like smiling now. Look at that guy. That's so funny. He's and also you're physique you're tall you know your yeah. hair seems to really be working i look so, like i have german chocolate in my yeah, back pocket yeah, and like i understand so your hair seems to be working everything That's is just hilarious you know your friends even like i feel like you have comedian friends i'm like this guy really lives in this moment That's he likes fun. where he's at yeah i hate to break people's hearts and say that sometimes it dips down but it dips down because i'm digging what i kept saying to valerie was that I, I keep hitting the bottom of the carton, like I'm eating ice cream, and I just keep, I'm now I'm scraping the bottom of the carton, and I need right now we're talking. I'm so excited that we're doing this because I'm yeah. like this will recharge me. These are the things that fill me back up. But when I ask you, what do you do to get silly? How do you refill? Maybe you don't need help being silly, and maybe you don't need you don't burn out. No, I just you I don't feel burn like, out. I don't really burn out. There's never a time on Portlandia where you're like. Fuck, in the writer's room, this seems so funny. And now here I am, and the premise is glasses for your glasses, and I can't, Freddie can't make it work. Like, no, Jesus that, Christ, that guys. Feeling is more, <laughs> that feeling is at the end of the day. Okay. Uh, feel, I feel very drained, and I'm like, I'm going to go have some dinner. But I just feel physically exhausted. Maybe that feeling you're talking about, I'll feel in the makeup chair at seven in the morning. Uh huh. That's where I'm like, this is this feels like work, right? This is not the fun part. This feels like work that this I have to be very, up this early, yeah, and that I have to stay still while I'm getting something glued onto my face. That's the that. <laughs> so I don't know if that's burnt out. No, but, but that's, that's just a little put out. I it's guess put out. Maybe yeah. yeah. It's a it's a part where I'll say that that's where I feel any tiredness that I have. That's where I feel it. Where I'm like, um. I'd rather be just getting starting shooting. But when you were doing SNL, which is a grind, yeah, that didn't take you to your limit. No, because I love this I, is actually great for me to hear. I love talking to people that are doing what they should be doing, yeah. and they're still finding joy in it. Oh yeah. If anything, I would say there's even a romantic quality to feeling tired. So it's like SNL's schedule is insane. Yeah. For yeah. me, I made it doubly insane for myself. How's that? I just worked all night into the morning, <laughs> purposefully didn't sleep, you know, just really where people would go home. No, I'm got one more sketch. Really? Yeah. But there's a, there's a romance to the suffering. So you're you sort of love show like Conan, Conan loves, like we were saying, Yeah, he told me, he's like, I love being backstage. I want to be backstage. I want someone with bunny ears to walk by. I want two union guys rolling a giant wheel of cheese to go by for the cheese sketch. He just loves it. And you, even when you got worn out, you're like, I'm worn out from show business. Absolutely. I I wish I could take his words though. That's exactly what I mean. Where I'm in this NBC building and 
you know, I haven't shaved. I, I know I don't smell good. I'm like, yeah, dude, because I'm writing a sketch and I can't talk right now. <laughs> and there's this like room. There's this like. It, it's I, almost like being. It's almost like a, a military operation. Yeah, and, and it's because I love it. It's pure. And there were times where I would have to fly back and forth from Portland to New York. Wow! While we were doing the show at the same time, and I en- even enjoyed that kind Wait, of. Wait, how were you doing Portlandia at the same time as SNL? Some weeks would overlap. So towards the end of Portlandia, uh, meaning the uh, last weeks of shooting, we would get started with SNL. Wow. So it would work fine because we'd, I'd go, I'd shoot on Portlandia and then have to come back to do like a, a commercial parody or something. But anyway, to answer your question, <laughs> I, I don't get burnt out from, I really do enjoy, I always feel, always feel lucky. I, that's the worst. It's such, it's so, no, such it's a cliche, great. but it's such a weird um, career, you know, all these weird little shows. And I'm like, man, I, I'm glad I, I get to do it. I love hearing this. And it doesn't sound congratulatory or false at all. I was just talking to a friend of mine where he was relating to what I was saying, which is when I get burned out, I feel it in the back of my throat. Really? That's how, it's not sick. I literally feel like a grittiness in the back of my throat where, again, I don't want to break your heart, but when we're on crashing, especially before I learned how to be good at it, uh-huh. good at being tired, good at yeah, making yeah. a show, good at pacing yourself... Season one, I would leave and I would be like, I don't want to go hang out. All I do is talk and share ideas. Yeah. I don't want to keep talking and sharing ideas. And the last thing I wanted to do was like keep trying to entertain people or be funny. Uh-huh. But I, I'm like a, I like to take a week off or whatever. You are the guy that goes, okay, I'm shooting SNL, which is already crazy. And then in the downtime, that's when we can do Portlandia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no vacation. Actively. Oh, no vacations in a very – with aggression. <laughs> with, with aggression. I look at my calendar with aggression. And what is the – I look at my calendar like I'm going to kill these months. I'm and gonna, fill them. I'm going to murder these months. Murder? I'm like, yes. February, you looking at me? <laughs> you looking at me? I'm going to – I'm going to fill you up, I'm going to – it's going to be – you know, a tour, it's going to be another show, something else to write. Can I get a little therapy-ish? Yeah. What is it? it? The options would be, obviously, we've established a, a deep love of the work. Yeah. You love doing it. Yeah. Can I ask, and no judgment if it is, do you love the status of it? Do you love that you have a key card that gets you into 30 Rock and you go in the elevator? Oh, I haven't thought about that. I, I, I'll admit that I enjoy the feeling... Of like, oh, this is my clubhouse. I have a place where I belong. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's also like if you picture – if I have a little kid picturing myself in the future. I do that too. Yeah, where I like like – I like cool. that I've got a pass to NBC. Cool. Yeah. Dude, I hate going to SNL, sit in the writer's room or whatever. I hate it because – I haven't done it in 10, well, yeah. five so years. But like it's so tight you should feel cool for having it. Yeah, yeah. Like you are stopped 50 times. And then even once you're in, you feel like someone's going to come and tell you to leave. Like it is an airtight institution. Yeah. So you should feel cool. Like people would go down to watch the band. I wouldn't for fear that coming back, someone wouldn't let me in. But now, <laughs> when's the last time you were there? It's, it was pre-TV show and stuff, but so I So you're, still... you're kind of a different... There's a different person that you... When you're there, that you're going to be the next time you go back, it's going to be maybe a, li- a little di- yeah, yes in that the uh, 
oh, that sounded almost like I was lecturing. Yes. No, I, I meant more it. like that the cast members see are going to see you in a different way. That's possible. So there, it's less, I don't know. It's just I'll feel, but of, I never felt ostracized by them. I was always worried about the security and, and oh, like that's the just producers. How it, that's just how it is just how it is. But SNL is interesting. There's a little bit of jealousy for you, and there always will be, for people that got on SNL because everyone our age or similar sees it as what it is, as this institution, that yeah. I still have the curtain call dream. <laughs> I'm still yeah. having the dream that yeah. I'm doing the curtain call as a cast member. Yeah. So you, that has to feel good. Forget the past, to check that box. Oh, it's a psychological. It's like an archetype. It's it's like a Jungian archetype. It's you're a comedian. Were you on SNL? Like that's what people. I, it's never lost on me. Right? Never, I'm, never, never. I'm so happy you in, got it because your appreciation. In the most quiet moments of my life, yeah. I, I think about that, and especially how much I used to watch it. Yeah, it's very. Um, it's odd in a good way. It's really like. Uh, it, I think about it. <laughs> it's often. surreal. It's, it is surreal. Yeah. Is it hard to get in touch with that gratitude or no, 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 no. You can find I, it. it very, I find it very easily. And just, I want to remind you of this. I don't know how old you are, but that moment, it, it hasn't um, eluded you. Um, it, it, at some point. Well, there's always gonna, the hosting dream. Is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah. There's always like, the hosting dream. You know, if that's your focus, I do feel like at some point you're going to end up there, right? <laughs> That's incredibly kind of you to but say. But don't you think? I mean, it's, it's not – It's I, literally – There are people I know who used to wish that they were on SNL. They didn't end up on the cast and then all of a sudden there they are hosting. Yeah, that Kumail. Kumail. Yeah. And there he is. Which and was crazy. That's not that long ago that know. you know he was thinking about being on SNL. And Mulaney. And, and Mulaney. That was a big deal for me. Yeah. That was so, a big deal for all of us. I think even like – I don't know if Zach Galifianakis was like, that's what he was yearning for, but right. I remember when he was doing stand-up and then he's hosted whatever four right. times or whatever. And like, I think if you, if, if it's something that means something to you, I think you do end up there. You somehow. hold it. Yeah. I think Are, you just do. Do you mean that? And I mean you. I really yeah. appreciate it. That's um, now that'll be my new dream is just reliving this conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, Are you a goal setting person? Short term. So, so yes, I, I have ambitions, but, I the only way to move through life is for me is to go sort of month to month. So Interesting. so absolutely I always had ambition but the only way in for me was how can I get on stage at Largo? Right. How can I come up with a character for tonight for it's very like little by little because it's overwhelming to think about more than that. I'm not projecting um, that on you because That's it always it turns out to me. be it always turns out to be kind of wrong. Right. So you know, what? that's interesting. I think about the preposterousness of like having your own show on HBO, which is what happened for me. Yeah. Having that as a goal five years ago would have been overwhelming, crazy, and like just unrealistic. But that's doing exactly the small what I mean. steps. Yeah. I think I heard you saying that. Yeah. Like, you can control. Yeah. And it also, you'd, you'd hear yourself like, why am I, why am I being so specific <laughs> about HBO? You'd be like, you know. That Apatow, and then right. it's, it's this weird thing that you could have never, almost kind of never come. Well, up the with. best you can do. So for me, it was Jed. I'm assuming with you, it was Lauren. Is kind of hold it in your brain or your heart somewhere. Yes, boy, I'd like that. Yes, I'd like them to see me. Yes, but all I can do is 
This is what I love about talking to you is that I'm just doing tonight's character. Yeah. But there's a purity to that. This is one of the reasons why we love even evil Coen Brothers characters is because they're pure in their intent. Yeah. Like even the murderers. (laughs) They're just amazing murderers. Yeah. And we can't help but love people that are just doing what they're doing. It's almost like a Buddhist thing. It's like chop wood and carry water. They're just doing, they're just shotgunning someone behind a shower curtain, but they're doing it with such efficiency and such single purposeness that we like those types of characters, even when they're evil. You almost admire them. You do. And there's something about what you're saying, like, I'm just focusing on today's step. Let's not get overwhelmed. And also let's not get cocky or weird. Yeah, and also, how could you be present for everyone in the room in that moment? Yeah. And then also, how can I make it great? I want to make tonight great. Yeah. And entertaining for... Is that a a big thing for you? Because you seem like a very present performer. (laughs) Do you try and bleed that into your... Yeah, so I I try. Yeah. How can I make tonight a special night? And just by being here as much as you Yeah, yeah. And then also, like, reading the room, which I can't believe I'm reusing that expression, but... yeah, you just have to, you know, that that's like I it makes me crazy when I see a performer who's not reading the room. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you just took all of our time, right. but you didn't you didn't take us in f- for a minute. That's so funny when I was taping the special, Chris Thayer who was helping me, he's, he was a producer on the special on my opener. He was saying he was like, "Remember Pete, and I, I think this is true of a lot of your 90% of your bits. Um, I hope you understand what I'm saying." He goes, "That joke works." Because you're there, because you're actually there. If you just do it at them, they won't respond. In the wow, same way. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're sharing your being with them. Yeah. In that playground that you've established yeah. is that joke or whatever. But if you start doing it just kind of at them, just hitting it like a tennis ball at them, and they can tell, and they can tell. They always can. But it's the same thing as a life philosophy. People can tell when you're doing it at a dinner yeah, or on a road trip. It's like, this motherfucker's not even listening and to no, me, right? No, no, no. Yeah. So you try and do that. It, what is there anything you do? I think I might start doing – there was some – I'm going to start doing some more stand-up in February. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I don't, I, think, I don't think it's bad to work it out here. And I'm not going to do it as a joke. But oh, I love it. I think you could tell when someone is telling a story for the 50th time or whatever at a table. Yeah. There's this way that they are that they they're checked out a little bit because they've repeated it so much. Yeah, of course. And I I don't like that moment. I'm like, oh, I got to sit through this guy do he's kind of doing an act right. he's rehearsed over and over. Right. And his eyes glaze over. And and they do they have little nuances. Again, I'm not doing this as stand up now. Right, right, right. But they have little they have little gimmicks to it. Oh, my God. Little bits of acting in it. This is what happened when I did a play for the first time in college. One night, we did the scene. It was Rumors, the Neil Simon play, and me and my wife did the scene, and we hit it perfectly. Yeah. And then the next night, we were doing an impression of the night before. (laughs) You can't do it. Instead of finding it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The crowd is being... I know you do. The crowd is being silent, but they're giving you different types of silence. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. And you go like, okay, this is the type of silence... Where I can tell they like me yeah. and they want it to work, but I'm going to – or maybe they're getting bored and I'm going to give them just a little twinkle that I know that this is boring or yeah. whatever it is, right? Yes, yes. You're finding it in the moment. Yeah. yeah and, and you're doing more stand-up now? You're going to – after you did your special, you're, are you building your new – I just like love doing the special so much. Is that right? That, oh, my God. Man, you're fun. I love it. You're fun. You love it. 
Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think I, I've been working too hard. Is that and this is like the right conversation for me to this be This is having. so funny. I am amused by your being amused. I well I'm I, I'm actually more surprised I, in a good way. Yeah, but I'm surprised. Sure. Dude, I just bought adrenal uh, supplements because I was like, I think my adrenal glands are burnt out. Wow. <laughs> like, that's how tired I am. And I actually took them last night, and I think they're working. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> like that's it. me. Yeah. You seem to just be, and I'm over here going like, when I eat a carrot, I have good sets. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, just go and do it. Yeah. I that's think a, so. That's I beautiful. Hope so. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. We're talking about hoping that Lauren would see you. How did I know you have the story of the you were in a band and yeah, yeah. started doing interviews and yes. But what did you like audition with? How did you get the audition? I got the audition in a very regular, normal uh, show business way, which is that I had this manager. I moved to LA, starting to do comedy, and I had this manager whose other client was um, Seth Meyers, mm-hmm. and he got on. And he's like, is that something you want to do? I was like, ask me if that's something I'd ever want to do. Is that something you'd be into? I do characters and yes. (laughs) And so. He didn't know. He just was like, I don't know. I don't know. I do it. Me and Seth still laugh about it. So I was doing stand up as as characters. Very simply that. Yeah. Uh, And Bob Odenkirk um, saw me at Largo Uh and put me on his sketch show. He had a sketch pilot for Fox uh-huh. called Next. Uh-huh. And Bob is really like, he's the guy who got me, he made me legit. Really? So he sort of christened you. He put me on a cast of a show. I was yeah. nobody. That was, that's I mean, pretty, there's a yeah. million people who, you know, helped out along the way, but he's the one who made it. He's like, we're going to do something for real. Wow. And put me on this pilot. Do you know what he saw that he loved so much? Um... That's for him to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he didn't like tell you. No, in, in his own way he has. But if, oh, if okay. I start saying it, I'm sort of repeating. Because I've heard people do that. Oh, I love it. When they, it's a when safe they... place if I asked you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's not like you went. And I remember Bob, he touched me lightly on the back and he said, Fred, yes, dude, you're... no one commits like you. <laughs> no one knows how to read a room like you. I'm also just sort of wondering if there's a bit that you did. Because if you're just like, oh yeah, I used to do like racist Bill Cosby or something. And no, no, it, it was all it was slap. different. I did um, Fericito, this like sort of Latin drummer uh, guy, and just a couple other characters. And then he, uh, Bob, just put me on this pilot. Pilot didn't go, but I had this videotape from of me, yeah. yeah, me doing characters in like good lighting and good lighting, yeah, good with sound, a crowd, edited, killing. I mean, what an audition tape! Yeah, dad, ready to go. From moving to LA Ready and to getting go. on a show. It really Wigs is. Wigs and costumes and everything. Isn't that fun? And so my manager sent it to um, Marcy Klein, who showed it to Lauren Michaels, and they, they flew me in to do an audition. And how old were you at this point? 34. See, that's what I think is interesting. There's a stigma that SNL loves young, young people. Not true. Well, tell me more because. I've heard people be like, nobody's interested in me. I'm 34. Oh, like, no. They want to find the Pete Davidsons. They want to find I was as very young interested as in, possible. I, I was very interested in seeing when my heroes got onto SNL. Yeah. And, uh, Phil Hartman, I think, might have been 35 or 36. Right. Um, I think Leslie is, she's got to be 50 now. She's not uh, Pete Davidson's age. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, John Lovitz, maybe I think Bobby Moynihan might have been thirty three or thirty two. Yeah, right. So there's there's this sort People of be myth. making excuses. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's what it is. They're making excuses. I'm like, Lauren doesn't like old people. I mean, if you do the math, you know, yes, Daryl Hammond. I mean, it just, I knew Daryl. Daryl was my go to, and Tim Allen. You'll hear me say on this podcast all the time. Yeah. People are like, "Am I too old to start stand up?" I'm like, Tim Allen was in jail when he was your yeah. age. Like, oh, never fine. too late. You just, keep, too late. just keep going. Just do it. Um. So anyway. Yeah, 30, I think I was like 34, and then... He sees um, the tape. Marcy made sure that he saw it, and then they flew me in. And and I say flew me in because I think that's the sort of moment of, you know, I'm just a, a guy from around, I don't know, from doing stand-up and stuff. And then yeah. once someone, a show like Saturday Night Live, already I felt like that was a victory. I'm like, SNL, NBC, <laughs> is paying for a plane ticket that's I good. Won that's a good. Plane ticket. Yes. Because before I was paying for it myself. Of course. That's the that's the line of like Dude. something happened. I agree. When I got my talk show, yeah. On, after Conan, I had a talk show briefly, and I they flew me to Atlanta to meet the TBS people, and I was like, I think it was the first time I flew first class, and I was yeah. like, come again. Yes. <laughs> and I'm 11 feet tall. I was like, this is living. And it's the first class part of it that it you're like. It was incredible. Hotel, car. and, and Oh, my God. We went to, to the upfronts. We went to the upfronts, and we stayed at the Ritz. There was a I'm telescope saying? in my room. Yeah. There was a telescope and the bath. And I took someone, a bath. It ran so fast. You could Someone saw your seconds. name on a list and was like, we're getting him. Yes. We're getting yes. him. Yeah. Someone book Holmes's ticket. Yeah, I still. Think they had about to get your that. information. Sometimes we'll be like, "Can you?" Um, this sounds degrading, but I don't mean it that way. Like you can kind of see my balls or something in the shot. Mm-hmm. Somebody goes and digitally removes that, but it, out of gratitude, I take the moment to appreciate that someone goes frame by frame removing something. Yes, like that. it sounds <laughs> like I'm degrading them. I swear to God, I'm not. It's. It- the face he's making is in his beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, instead of being like a king, like, remove my balls. I'm like, yeah. this is a crazy life that somebody's going like. And I laugh with them sometimes. I meet them afterwards and they're like, yeah. you got some big old balls? <laughs> yeah, that's what I got to do. <laughs> so um, you were saying, you fly out. Auditioned. Um, and then. The thrill, uh, though, that, that you had, something was happening that was yeah. real. It was, first it was at the UCB theater and then. Your audition met, was. Yeah, that's the first one. So they auditioned you with a real crowd. Yeah. That's good. Great. Instead of the... Great. It's what I do anyway. Great. H sort of thing. You know, uh, and then uh, Lauren was there. I met him. At UCB? Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Wow. In that filthy theater. That little theater. And one of the... It was this other one. It was was the UCB. It was in a different... It's from Midtown somewhere. By Two Boots? I think... The one UCB No, there was this other one before the one on... Uh, 28th Street or yeah, whatever. There was another one. Really? I, I've already forgotten what street it was. Oh, on. wow. Okay. And um, I met Lauren there. I remember saying to him, uh, are you seeing, are you guys, are you looking at a lot of people? And he was like, no. Very nice, honest answer. Wow. Not small talk like, yeah, it's all going. He just Bobby said. Bobby told me a similar story being in the bathroom after his audition was like, it was very good. Or something oh, just like yeah. those little. Little things that you're like, yeah. oh, this is. And then I asked him about I just I just blurted out, uh, you knew George Harrison. You wow. knew him. You like and because I was so impressed by someone who like yeah. was friends with any Beatle. Yeah. I was like, through him, I'm you know, connected to a Beatle. Um and then uh, What did he say? Well, well, George, just yeah, you George know George was a friend. He very good. when he died he emanated light. That's what they said in that documentary. 
I don't know if you saw that documentary. Oh, I saw that documentary. Where they said when he died, the room filled with yeah. light. Awesome. That, that's such a good documentary. It's so <laughs> I good. I loved it. It really is. I loved it. I loved it. Filled a gap. They went deep. They went deep. They Couldn't went... have been long enough. I love it. Oh, it was Like, great. it wasn't too deep is what I mean. Like, keep coming. And also, I didn't even know who... You sound like a big Beatles fan. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know... I might have confused George from Ringo before I watched that documentary. Wow. And now I'm like, oh, I'm a George guy. Oh, like he's my yeah. favorite. They showed some of his family, his brothers too. I'm like, oh yeah, he's yeah, a person yeah. with a family. That's what they look like. Yeah, oh. he's a British guy. He was some British guy. He was like some British guy with British brothers <laughs> who didn't look like Beatles. They oh, it was the like best. <laughs> no, they, no, they didn't. He looked like he was sort of just like another thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he seemed like an angel or an alien or something yeah. that was like. He put a quarter in the earth jukebox and yeah. was like, I'm going to be a rock star and just yeah. see what that's like. Yeah. And then I'm going to go away forever. Yeah. Like, I'm out of here yeah. on a beam of light. Yes. So his head is shaped the, the perfect way for a musician, I think. His he's got face great is like, music face. Great. Like that, that face goes on album covers. You can tell from a sketch of that man's face that he plays something. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely playing Even something. a stick figure version of it. So he loved you at UCB. Uh, then they brought me back to the studio, did it again at the NBC studio. But this is without the audience. Without the audience. Couldn't believe it. I, you know, I was still just coming from music and all that stuff. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I was in the building. No nerves? N- no, in that it was all insane. It you was... were just riding the insanity more than the nervousness? It's as if if you made me, if you sent me over to NASA to give a speech... In front of, I, I'm trying yeah. to think of an an, an analogy. Right. I wouldn't be nervous because I'd be like, "This is crazy." <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like, "I would shit my pants," but this is comedy. It's you, just cra- if you or to the to the people of Russia. Yes. I've got to go to Moscow and speak to the uh, to everyone in in, in Red Square, <laughs> whatever they call it. Move. I'd be like, oh, "Yeah, company move." <laughs> I, it's just too. It's too big. It's too big. I think that's a to, superpower. You're like a sing, you're like a fixed gear bicycle, and I mean that in a good way. Uh-huh. You're just doing it, as opposed to like a, a true neurotic. I'm not saying I'm a true neurotic, uh-huh. but like thinking about the 97 levels that they could panic. Like, what if my mouth gets dry? What if I drop a drumstick? Sounds like you're auditioning with drumsticks. It's because I spent because I was 34. I'd spent all of my 20s slogging away and playing the drums across the country to yeah. many empty rooms. <laughs> it's that, it's How that bad? sort of, yeah, it's that sort of, um, this, is, it's just the moment of like, this is crazy that I'm at NBC. So that Bob Odenkirk show was only a year before that or something like that. All of these things were like crazy occurrences. And you, and so just, it was an honor to be nominated. In, in the you already way. won. Definitely. I've no, already... no exaggeration. No exaggeration. I was like, this is crazy. I, you know, I don't and come do you... from this. I don't come from comedy. This I, is the best I, I'm this like weird. <laughs> I'm like this drummer. You're you know... like the driven snow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That, that's nice of you. That, the... that, is, that is how it felt though. It felt like yes. this is insane. I sometimes just have to work to get into that place. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm nervous, that can be one of the things impeding me from how crazy what's happening is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes, obviously, can get into that place, but I love that you were there. Do you think that that helped you? It had to have. Yeah, I think it definitely helped. You were just like going out to see if you could make Lauren laugh. 
Yeah. Or make those people laugh. In the same way that you're just trying to make Amy laugh when you're doing the bit at the desk or whatever. I know you're trying to make the audience Yeah, like in, in this moment and in that audition, will this look, for lack of a better word, cool? Yeah. yeah is this going to look cool? Because I did it as a character. I did the Latin, the drummer. And is this going to, you know, in this room, in this studio, it, what's this going to look like? So Did you do a special act for the audition? Or did oh, you, yeah. Really? I did Fericito. And I did him playing Tobias, and then I did him doing some impressions, and I did a, a security guard, uh, a safety expert um, <laughs> guy, a couple of impressions. A safety and, expert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and was some of it... I, did, I, had, I had done that on Conan. I did uh, a stand-up, this um, self-defense expert. And is that, ri- is that a Freddy-style bit where you're sort of improvising in it? Um, no, it's very, um, it's this guy and this relates to John Mulaney. Okay. Way, way, <laughs> at, the end, way at the end. Oh, um, I had seen this character. How do I make this concise? It's a character who, um, gives very bad self-defense advice. <laughs> that's what the, that's what the standup piece yeah, was. Yeah. I'm in sort of, uh, self-defense gear, a mustache, um, sort of a, a police officer type. <laughs> Who does, you know, movements? How how do you fight with someone with a gun? How do you, you know, things like that. The joke being that these things are impossible. It was inspired by a guy I saw on Oprah on TV who's giving advice on how not to get your uh, purse snatched. And he had a mustache. John Mulaney, in his most recent stand-up, was talking about a guy... Who came to his school, and I think it's the same guy. <laughs> He's inspiring all sorts of comedy. Yeah, a, a guy That's came to so his school funny. who taught kids. I, I don't know how to scream if you ever get whatever. Yeah. Some yeah. And I, I'm very sure that it was the same guy because the way he described him, I'm like, "That's that same dude." <laughs> <laughs> That's so, hilarious. So I did that guy and. Um, uh, yeah, a couple impressions. And, and when you got off where you're like, that worked, that didn't work, or you just like still, that was crazy. Um, I'm trying to remember that Are you moment. hard on yourself afterwards? No, no. Uh, uh, um, part of it is... Um, no, well, no, I'm pure joy. No, no, it's more... Uh, it's more... Uh, Love it. uh, uh, more of... Um, uh, do I have all my stuff? How do I leave? Your, your micro goals. <laughs> yeah, like, that is... Do I have all my stuff? The key do- to happiness is... <laughs> Achievable micro goals. Yeah, little. You're like, I did it. Can I get my stuff? Can but I get? Back on the other to hand, the there, it, it would be a disaster if I didn't have my drums or if I. I think it's all about leaving um, uh, in a way that isn't sort of embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, hey, can, I, I left my drums, or like, you got to come back. I wanted to be to be graceful. So uh, get my. I met. Horatio, he came by to talk to all the audition people. Oh wow, that's um, nice. He gave a little. Pep Maya pep. was around, but I don't think I got a chance to talk to her. And then I got in line for the elevator. Everyone was leaving, and Marcy Klein um, called me back. Can I talk to you for a minute? And that's the moment uh, that I thought of, like, ah, something is up. You didn't think after the audition, like, I think I got it. No, I don't know how, because I, I didn't know how that works. Wow. I hope that went well. The driven snow. You know, <laughs> hope that went well. Uh, I didn't make any mistakes. Like you said, I didn't drop a drumstick. I didn't yeah. forget a part. Slub anything, yeah. forget a part. My mustache didn't fall off. I, none, none of that. It was all, <laughs> let me get my stuff. Let me make sure that everything that I came with is with me. And, and, <laughs> and, and, 
And I think we were in, in line in the hallway uh, to go to the elevators when Marcy sort of called me back. And what did she say? She's, so do you have something going with Comedy Central or something? Do I understand? And, oh, they and, wanted to know if you were free. Yes. Magic words. Yes, really? Of course. So I said, don't think about anything. Don't worry. It, it, you know, it just came out of my mouth. Like, no, any, we're good. If anything is good is going to happen, it's all fine. I'll deal with that later. Wow. Nothing is... Did you, you didn't have something with Comedy Central. I did. <laughs> I did. With uh, Debbie Liebling, who was very nice to say, oh, don't worry about it. They but let you out of it. Oh, yeah. Contracts were signed? Contracts were signed. And they let you out. They did. That's the power of SNL or... I think it's the kindness of Debbie Liebling. Wow. I think it's this sort of... just. It was just good fortune. Wow. Incredible. I remember... Yes, because I had to call her. Like... uh Something might happen. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. That's amazing. And then you got it. Did it take you a while to get... I know you probably talk about SNL a lot. Do you mind? Oh, I you love it. <laughs> I love talking what about does, SNL. What does upset you? <laughs> <laughs> this is like hanging out in one of those bars in Japan where there's cats everywhere, which is very calming. I feel very safe. This is wonderful for me. But it was, it was such a good experience. So, was it easy right away? Um, oh, that's a good question. Was it easy? No. It wasn't easy right away. Yeah. I, I didn't... I didn't know anything. But people, Mulaney tells me about shitting his pants that first day. Everybody <laughs> feels like a fraud sort of thing. Uh, it's more like uh, going to like a big school and because they, they don't give you a guide as to this is how it's done. They just throw you in. They just throw you I in. I have to think that's all by design that they're just sort of like. Yeah, they, I think they get the best out of you that way. <laughs> and I remember Mike Shoemaker, uh, Mike Shoemaker was like, uh, well, one thing you could do is you could do your character as a weekend update like Molly Shannon used to do. Mm-hmm. That's one way in. And that's why I just did that. And you pitched that? Yes, pitched it. And that's what I did for that week. It got on the first week? Yeah. You were on the first week? On the first week. And I, I was told also that if I wasn't on, I wouldn't be in the opening credits. So I very purposefully wasn't announcing to everyone, hey, I'm on SNL. It was very like, yeah. we'll see, we'll oh see, we'll see. Oh, my God. No idea what's going to happen. You had we'll to see. score that first week or they wouldn't include you in the opening How credits. How about that? Because, oh, my God. Would they include you the next week if you got if on? If I got on. They're going to wait. It's like watching Band of Brothers. You don't want to learn <laughs> someone's name until no. they're on a couple episodes because yeah. they might get shot at yeah. any moment. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was and like, you scored and you were like, I'm in the credits. With luck, yes. And you, and after dress, you were like, they didn't cut it. They didn't then cut it. Did you call people? I can't remember. I can't remember if I called anyone. I mean, it's, I remember Bobby Moynihan telling me that he he wept when he heard his name. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. From... It's a, Fred Armisen. <laughs> oh, neither of us want to do it. And Fred Armisen. Um, <laughs> I wonder if a friend of mine. I have this friend Susan, uh, who I can't remember if she's. I think she just told me that her and her friends screamed. Wow. When it happened. Isn't that nice? Sue Miller, uh, who I used to work for in Chicago. That's when other people can feel your joy for you. Yeah, because I can't be screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That would be crazy. Uh, I remember Jimmy Fallon was extremely kind to me. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? He (laughs) (laughs) Where'd he go? I mean, I think he's out. He's just doing. I think he's writing. 
Oh, he's a he's writing. I think he's more Everybody's writing. Everybody's working, and he's he directed some stuff for Netflix and <laughs> yeah, 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 um, flying under the radar. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the lo- lovely and he's kind of this. All he's, the best. He's here. All the best. Oh, he's Jimmy. in Pasadena. <laughs> lovely guy. <laughs> but he was really nice. He was so he made me feel very special. Really, he's a guy who was really like. He just made me feel special. I wish I could have been there to make you feel special. You're so lovable. Everybody must love oh, you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and you're funny. That's it's a very unique. I wonder if it comes with what you alluded to those 34 years of yes. figuring yourself out. No yeah. entitlement. Nothing that the millennials get a hard time for. You were just kind of doing like a Coen Brothers murderer. Doing what you do because it's what you do. Following your bliss. Yeah. I enjoy this. But not even I enjoy this. I hear you saying other people seem to enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. Like when I do this, other people really seem to laugh. Yeah. So something must be working. And I'm going to keep doing it. I want it to look cool and I don't want to forget my drums. Yeah. And then you show up. It's no... But this is... I'm so glad this is getting out there. There's nothing more attractive... And I mean, I don't obviously mean sexually attractive. I just mean it attracts other people. It attracts good energy. When someone's just doing what they do because it's what they do. And they're good at it, and they're pleasant, right? Definitely. <laughs> I thought you were about to disagree with me. No, can you no. Imagine? no. <laughs> Isn't that weird when you talk to someone and you're sort of on the same and train what? and some? Oh it's my the worst. God. I'm like, oh, I just it, wanted to have a conversation with you. No, it just no. It's not that. I'm like, well, <laughs> don't say no. At least spin it yes. in a direction that like. When you when you say no to someone like that, it, no, then you're just wrong. Then yeah. you're just like foolish and smiling. You shamed them. You did. You shamed them. Is it because you love going to England? No. Oh my god. Um, it's going to be name droppy, but I was an asshole because I went up to Matt Damon at a party. Uh-huh. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I, I said to you, I was yeah. just being nice. I I was I wasn't drunk. I just had enough courage in me to go up and say hi to Matt Damon. I had one thing to tell him, and then I did. And then I was like, do you get back get back to Boston ever? And I realized as I asked that question that I'm that person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, I'm the person that's yeah. just asking about his hometown. And he yeah. just goes, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go in the bathroom oh, and dunk my head in the oh. urinal. He wasn't being rude, but you're right. No is how you stop something. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Not, no, I really wish. It. Isn't that where you're from? That's what I was looking for. But like, nope. All right, Dan. I wish I could have seen it because I wonder if he was just trying to I just be honest with you. I think he was trying to get you. back to his wife oh, that I yeah, pulled yeah, him yeah. away from. Yeah. No, in that story, Matty D, you're still the king of kings. He's the king of kings. <laughs> still, still looks great. He looks great. Yeah. Although Tommy C, did you see the new Mission Impossible? No. The whole time he's looking in the lens like, do this, Matt Damon. The whole movie. Oh, a little challenge. He's, he's claiming his rightful place as king of the action movie. And what happened to that movie? Just Mission didn't, Impossible? Didn't, didn't come out? <laughs> <laughs> they buried it? They buried it. Yeah, it's gone. The night before. They just kind of like... They sort of burned it off in Europe. Yeah, just... <laughs> you can find it. If you look, it's on, it's on uh, it's out there. Daily Motion. Yeah, yeah, you can find it. <laughs> you gotta look on some of the weirder YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's there. You can put it together. From remember when YouTube, you couldn't watch anything for a length of time. It was always segments. Or do they still do it like that? Oh, and they would break it up. They would break it up because they didn't have enough 
uh, space, I think, to have a yeah, full... early YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Back when you yeah. had to wait for it to load. Yeah. Now you're watching like a high def 3D. Now you can do yeah. preview before your movie. Yeah. And it loads instantly. Yeah. I don't know how any of this is working. Yeah. Do you have any weird? I know where is all that hardware? Amazon owns it. Do you know I'm... that's how Amazon makes most of their money? We can talk about this Get into today. It. <laughs> I did a corporate event on Sunday. That's one of the reasons. Uh, I'm oh, right. able to do this. Right. Did a corporate event for their cloud services was the corporate event. Oh my God. That's a serendipity that I mentioned it. And when I had these meetings with them to, to ask what, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. They explained it to me. I had no idea. That is their business. That they're selling storage. And um, just sort of web services. So right. if you have a company, you could do it through their cloud services. Right. Which and cloud services makes it sound like it's not just a warehouse filled with microchips. No, no, no. I think they do it, which like it is. <laughs> and they had all they had this convention all over Las Vegas, not in one hotel, but in many. Wow. And it's the biggest thing I've ever seen. They had screens up. It was it was very nice. It was, was it very, good? Yes, because for the people who were there, they were psyched. Really? And they obviously put a lot into presentation. So they knew their audience or their clients. I guess it's their clients. And you did stand up. I did a air drumming competition. That is even better. Great. Because they want to be involved. Oh, yeah. You want to get some of those Tyler's, Taylor's, yeah. and Terry's up on stage yep. to do some air drumming. They did a mass air drumming competition, but it was like a, a huge group all at the same time. And there's like a Jack Black looking guy, and you're like, we're going to close with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's who's going <laughs> to. So that was that was the event, and yeah. So to go back, how to how long did you do? Oh, fifteen minutes less, ten minutes or something. <laughs> ten minutes. How much? All, all in all, <laughs> it was it was just they were very they were so nice to me, and they you know paid you in stock. Yeah, <laughs> they gave me a Kindle. <laughs> they did not. That was it? No, no, no. That's hilarious. Remember Kindles? I do. Do people use them? They now use them as kindling, actually. That's how I know I'm kidding. Aww. People love Kindles. <laughs> but I, I mean, mean the it, little black and white ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, that's my favorite Kindle. Is the black and white. Is the black one. and white one. Yeah. I believe I Mulaney love, gave me his old Kindle and I still have it. I love limitations on technology. Because, I know what you mean. It's like you know, a if, wooden if it does too watch. much, I'm like, just, it's okay. I think the if mistake of the, I'll go on the record. I don't care if Amazon hears this yeah. and delays one of my packages. I think as soon as you go Kindle Fire, you're fucking yourself. Yeah. I don't want to be able to watch the, the Stepford Wives on it. I want to read a book. I don't want it all. And I, I, I don't want it all. I want, and the battery lasts like 90 years because all it is is ink yeah. on like a matte screen. I, that's, I keep it. it simple. It's okay. I, then I will like the device. I don't want an everything device. I don't want an everything device either. Then you hate it like your phone. You look at your phone to check the time and you end and up, it sucks you into 90 yeah, things. Yeah. Fuck you, everything phone. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, if I could on my desk, I'd have like an old Mad Men phone that sort of rings when you pick it up. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring. Oh, I love that sound. <laughs> Hold on. Bring. Bring. Hello? Oh. And it's heavy. And I forget who said it, but the nuance of the pickup. Yeah. Like, remember being on the phone with like a girlfriend or something, high school, college, long distance. You can hear each other breathing in like a subtler way. Yes. Than you can on a cell phone. That's yeah. gone. Totally gone. Nobody's sitting on the phone just listening to like long pauses because you think the call dropped. In the 80s, you'd be like, 
I know she's there because I can hear the sound of a pin dropping in the background. Yeah. And that's proof that Meredith is with me. Yeah. Right? And also that that, that there's someone else handing the phone off to someone else. I feel like, I like that, that. I, I haven't experienced that in forever. They were involved. Yeah. We didn't well, like hold it. on. Wait. I'll get I'll get this person. A girl would call my house, my mom would always go, Petey sweetie. Aww. But even that, she was involved. Yeah. Now we don't know what the kids are doing. Yeah. <laughs> it could be some fucking weirdo. I don't know yeah. what she's up to. Back in the day they'd be like, Who was that? Petey sweetie, that's so Petey, nice. Petey sweetie Alaguidi. Are your parents still with us? Yes. They're living. Mm-hmm. And they, do they live in Boston? They live in Boston. They live in Arlington, Massachusetts. Yeah. I can't do the Boston accent at all. Really? I cannot. Because there have been too many impressions that I can't. Sometimes I hear it a little bit, but I, I can't hear it. I, I, I just don't believe it. I think you can. Quarters. I can hear it, but I think I'm not convincing it doing it. We try quarters. Quarters. I, I, give me four quarters. You know what it is? I over. <laughs> I overthink. I, I think about it too hard to be. Able I know to what really, you mean. Yeah, it's like the, British, which should be one of the easier ones, but because everyone knows what it sounds like, they can tell yeah. if you're wrong. Is yes. that it? It's that. Yes. It's and it's also there's so much. I think Boston has a lot of pride. Yeah. That I feel like just as it's an intimidating city. Sure. It's an intimidating accent. I agree they're, on they're, both of they're those. They're not. I don't think Boston is. We're cute. No, and if you please try, do our accent, like, it's like Jack Nicholson in in the Departed, Departed, yeah, <laughs> Departed. <laughs> fucking Nicholson in the Departed looks like one of the fucking Beach Boys, bro. See, I think I cannot do it. There's something you can do I'm, it. I'm, I'm not trying to be. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing fake humility. I think there's a little nuance that you don't even realize that you're doing. That's, it's a jaw relaxing. I think it's part of it. There's a v, there's a fucking Jack v. Nicholson. There's a silent V. Departed. There's a V. Departed. 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 You gonna go watch the fucking Departed? Something's hiding in there. Gonna go to Star Market for a box of quarters. Come on. (laughs) Quarters. There's something. Quarters. (laughs) It's like it's in front of your face. You're speaking from. Just an area that's right in front of your face. Departed. Departed. (laughs) Departed. But you were just saying about Jack Nicholson. Oh, people are very hard on him. Yeah. Because his accent in, in uh, The Departed is not great. It sort can, of comes in and out. Can you imagine being Jack Nicholson? You're like, I do all these movies. I really, really deliver, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My, these decades upon decades. Man, and, I have been and delivering. there's a problem? Yeah. There's a problem? I am sorry. That is so funny. Can you imagine. Like, I don't think he cares. At I am all. sure he does not care. I bet you could go right up to him and be like, "Your accent in the departed fucking suck." Yeah. And I bet someone from the bo- from Boston has done that. I'm sure. Him. And I'm sure he was just like the things people say to people. Eat yeah. my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. gets on a moped yeah. driven by two beautiful women. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> was Kristen Wiig your favorite? Uh, that's a leading question. <laughs> was Kristen Wiig your favorite? <laughs> She was my favorite. I, 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 so loved, I loved let's, the group, the group delete, I was with. Delete the podcast. <laughs> delete the whole delete thing. Delete the whole podcast. Delete, delete. I guess here's what I'm really saying. I love Kristen Wiig. Oh, yeah. And I love you with Kristen Wiig. Yeah. I and mean, I love you with Maya too. My God. And the new show is wonderful. Forever. Thanks. Yeah. On Amazon. People should be watching it. Very, very, very lucky. Very fortunate. Unbelievable. It's like. Those two women, best cast members up there for sure. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, they're real. Uh, what do you what do you call someone like that? They're just, just icons, forces of nature, superheroes, types. They're types. It's just 
just built to do this right. thing that I love. Cohen brothers. They're Cohen brothers. Yes, they are Cohen. They're, they're Cohen sisters. They're Cohen sisters. <laughs> they're, they're just doing what they do. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know either is of them. Any, is there, but is, I bet they're like you. Oh, they're in just they're like and Will. I've heard that about Will Ferrell too. He's just like I'm just doing. Yes, I'm, I just, I'm just trying to do a silly sketch. Like he's just going for laughs. He and I've never seen him sort of get heavy about what he does. He never does. He's always, I've never seen him sort of uh, lecture anyone about comedy and what works and what doesn't. Beautiful. He's always in a sort of state of like, I don't know. I think <laughs> that seems kind of funny. <laughs> are you? That's something I want. I actually wrote it down. Sometimes you just are funny, and I, I, I get, I've seen you. I think in interviews and stuff answer a question sincerely mm-hmm. and just get a laugh. Something I noticed when I interviewed Henry Winkler, mm-hmm. just him, remember, Katie, just him talking yeah. was funny. Yeah. And like, I, so my question was, do you always know I think why I you're being funny? I think I of him. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, it's translating on audio, but there's something, I don't know what oh, it that's is. That's it. That's, oh, I can't. I, you're so, right in the book. I saw him in an interview once and he said, it's, it's very sad. That the way is... I was so with him. I, he, very sad. He puts you on his side. I'm like, oh, oh He's how can I the be... the sleeping bag that Portland is zipped up in. Yes. Like, he is the cocoon. Yes. He's oh, a beautiful so, man. So uh, reassuring. If you haven't listened to that episode of this podcast, listen to it whenever you Can we you put leave. it on... <laughs> What what a thing to do on a podcast to listen Underneath. to. Oh my god, that has not happened. I bet that has not happened. That's the future. I've been listening to this podcast, which is called Something About the Beatles, uh? which is this guy talking about and with different guests talking about the Beatles, and you I love it, love it, love it, can't get enough. People talking about the Beatles, it's fantastic. You just, I don't know why. In theory, I should be more into the Beatles. Some you know oh, what that's I okay. Think of, I mean, no, I know uh, it's a waste of time to talk about why you don't like something. But I was raised in a very liberal school, mm-hmm. and Beatles. We learned the Beatles songs, so mm-hmm. when I hear it, it still reminds it's me not, of being a kid. Yeah, it's not rock and roll to me. It's standards for you. It's standards. It's like rock and roll was breaking away from Nirvana. Was my rock and roll, and we're we're not that far apart in age, but just enough that like the Beatles, believe it or not was sort of like what the dads were listening to. Yeah. The Stones and the Beatles. I was like, get out of my face. As soon as like Vanilla Ice, as stupid as it sounds, that was cool. The Beastie yeah. Boys. Yeah. Obviously Vanilla Ice wasn't really cool. Beastie Boys. Then Nirvana. Then I, that was our music. You were very lucky that you got to listen. That that was your school experience. What do you mean? Oh, I know. That's pretty cool. That that I also think that's where some of the fostering of the silliness came in for me was that it was valuable. People thought, I remember I was just thinking about this. She actually passed away, but my Spanish teacher, her name was Tina. We called them by their first names. I was going to try to guess what her name. And I was going to say, and I was going to say Tina. You were not. Damn it! Oh my god! <laughs> I was doodling on the back of my paper, hands. I was just drawing my own hand, mm-hmm. not well, not like M.C. Escher, just like bullshit. Wasting time hands. Yeah. And at the end of class, instead of scolding me, she was like, these are so beautiful. Like, I'll never forget it. I thought I was going to get in trouble. And she oh, was like, man. just the way these hands look, they're so good. That's a good teacher. That's that's what a fucking teacher. It's not about goddamn Spanish. It's about making a kid believe in himself. And you if should I'm, find this teacher. Well, she did die. 
How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I said while I was beginning, I said she passed away. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. I somehow missed that passed away. You didn't away want to hear it. You've got those happy filters on. Yeah. Sad things just don't get in. Yeah. But she changed my life. I mean, whether she lived or died, uh, she changed my life in that moment. Who was it for you that kept the ember? Because I think everybody, when they're born, when we watch you, what is you and Kristen singing? Have two pickles yeah, and a sandwich. Yeah, 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 we just start yeah, doing yeah. it. What is that called? Hank or Garth something? and Cat. Garth and Cat. Sorry. Yeah. Garth and Cat. Hank was four letters. Yeah. Um, Val and I watched that. And one of the reasons it's so good is because it's similar. Obviously, it's way better. But it's similar to what a, a, a 12-year-old would do. Like it has the purity. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. But it has yeah. the purity. But most people lose that. Who was it? Was it teachers? Was it parents? Was it friends? Later, obviously, we've heard some of the people in your life. But who kept those embers alive? Because for a lot of us, they burn out by the time you're wow. 25. Um, my friends in high school, for sure. My, I think my parents were supportive. I wish I could be cool and say that they didn't understand or whatever. Right. But I think my dad was a fan of me doing anything that was funny. And Really? No yeah. concern uh, of like, but how are you going to pay the bills, no, Freddie? No, I didn't have that from him. Some teachers along the way. Um, and I had music teachers. I had a drum teacher who was very like a very much a free thinker and like very philosophical about music. Brad? So um Tony. No. Stay Keep on. going. Phil. Not Tony. Tina. I'm raised in I'm raised Tony. in Long Island. Come uh, on, New York, Long Island. Long Island, this is my... This Joe. Is Joey. Joe. Joe. Uh, so he he was a, a good force of like... I, and now, you just and, knew a groovy guy. Yeah. Hitting those hitting those skins. Yeah. And what... what no, no, but he was very philosophical. He was very like, make sure that you uh, show off that you could play many instruments. I can't believe I'm saying this on the microphone right now. Yeah, no, that's great. But he was very secretly like, if you play guitar and bass, sh- make sure to do that a lot. Like, sh- let the people know. Let the people know. But that's just another way of saying, let your light shine. Yeah. Like, don't be embarrassed. Yes. But that's sort of... Or, like, or this is a strength. Yeah. Yeah. And don't... I think when you say you want to be a comedian, I've said this before, so I'll be brief. There, there's something embarrassing about it that you have to get over. Like, most people think they're funny or think almost everybody thinks they're special in some yeah. way. So to say like I'm going to do this professionally takes a certain amount of courage and encouragement to get to that place. So yes. you need a teacher that goes like, "Hey Fred, if you can play drums and the guitar, it's fucking cool, man." All the way. And you go, "Ha." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz it maybe stays you with you keeping it to yourself. Yeah. And then so uh and your parents were okay with it. Your character on Big Mouth, by the way. Oh, is- that's all, you know, I know, but it's so the qual- Nick, your performance is really and- nice. That is like dad goals. Yeah, we quote it all the time. Oh, I'm so if you were an imposter, I'd love you, love you even more. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yes, you yeah. can't be thrown. No, he's like, no. I'm not Judd. I killed Judd and took his place. If you were an imposter, I'd love you even more. They, you, I did flappable out- love. They, they, uh, yeah, they did Was a great. Job Nick's dad like that. Oh yes, really? Uh, from what I'm told, yeah, I met him and he was. He was that just character. can't be thrown. Seems like it, yeah. I don't know if there's a a bad a bad thing about that. On that show, I just watched it. I'm like, this is like one of the weird undercurrents of hope. Yeah, the show. Yeah, is that Nick has these nice parents. Yes, and because I think he has supportive parents too. I, I I would hope so. Yeah, Nick did the podcast, but it was so many years ago. I can't I can't recall. 
Are you are you friends with him? I'm assuming you are. We're all friends with. I we're all friends Nick. with the same people. Unfortunately, like in L.A., I, I, I maybe I shouldn't put a judgment of unfortunately on it. It's just I have a lot of friends that you might only see once or twice a year. But that counts. I think so too. But that's because maybe we're showbiz jerks. I I think most. I people believe think- in it. I believe in it because when we see each other, we're always happy. Yeah. Where these true. people are, and and you pick up, we, where you and there's an from. understanding. No, neither yeah. of us, whoever that person is, are like, "What's up? Why has it been six <laughs> months?" It's always like, "Well, you were away, and it's okay." And you know, you start doing a couple bits. I love Nick, In, and and I'm so impressed with Big Mouth. I've watched it through both seasons twice. I just I was blown away by it. Wow! Like, as a comedian, like I have to say that. I still couldn't understand how they could conceive of something. I know it's so those, funny it's, and so interesting. It's those story. It's those shows. It's the stuff you couldn't even. I, and picture. it was right in front of our fucking faces. I know a cartoon all, about puberty. All of our experiences yes, as Americans. As you're watching and you're like, "Oh my god, I uh, would be." Well, do I want to admit that I jerked off during a sleepover? Sure. Yeah. It wasn't like in front of anybody, but no. like you're so horny as a kid, yeah. you might run to the bathroom. Yeah. They made a TV show about that of the most embarrassing, shame. And of course, they animated it. And somebody said, because I was like, how did we not think of this? They were like, well, it had to be on Netflix. So really, it's only after Netflix existed. Yeah. Because even like an HBO or something where you can do naughty stuff, they would. I don't know if they would hoist a show that is that edgy and specific as their one cartoon. You know what I mean? Well, maybe we should also ne- since we've both done some work for HBO, we're not going to say anything Disparage. bad about them. <laughs> and I'm sure they would have. <laughs> I bet they would. <laughs> they certainly would have had. If they didn't, it would have been because they knew so well what they needed instead of it. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they get married someday. Netflix and HBO. It would be nice if it would just merge into a monopoly. Let's get married. It's okay. It's okay, guys. Yeah. Stop fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't need to compete. Just become one thing. I watch it all. Netflix has so much money. We did the math the other night. They have like a hundred million subscribers and it's like fourteen bucks a month. So Can you, oh a my month. God. So that's just picture this one city with everyone subscribing and then other cities and then other I cities. Know. That's why they don't care if you share passwords because they're just like, yeah, we're fine. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. We're a country, basically. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be some people freeloading on the train. And everyone has it. Everybody. You, I, I don't know a person who's like, I don't have it. Yeah, but it's hard. That's why I like talking about Big Mouth is I, n- not everybody knows about Big Mouth because they have amazing shows. Yeah. There's just – they haven't, I don't think, perfected the way of recommending things to you. I agree. Because I love Big Mouth, but I felt like I had to dig for it. Like somebody yeah. had to tell me about it. Also, I could tell when they're trying to send things my way. I'm like... I don't like what they send me. I'm like, that's not when Stop I... Stop pitching me Ozark. Just because... You, I'm not an Ozark yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's great. I don't want a, an accountant. Yeah. A bad accountant. A bad guy accountant. I don't even know what it's about. Yeah. If Jason Bateman does the show, I'll know what it's about. I'll it, watch and prep. <laughs> if I watch something from Germany, doesn't mean that... Now, Norway and Denmark, you've got to yes. send those things my way. Yes. Just, it, it's going to be weirder than that. They need or, or music. That's the other thing where they're like, any musician. I'm like, no, right. no, 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 no. Or any comedy. Any comedy. Yeah. I'm like, it's not as... It's, they need human beings doing it. Yeah. They should get people to do it. 
They should hire That's us. That's a Portlandia sketch. Yes. Or, or just maybe a sketch. That's our second Portlandia sketch with you. Yes. Bring it yeah, back. back. Is it done forever? We're done. But not, you know, I can't say forever because you never know. Christmas special. That's what I mean. Or yeah. I, I think we've talked about wanting to do a tour maybe or some live stuff. Fun. But um, <laughs> the people. it's just that like. Bec- you oh, know, I had a Fred Armisen sketch. You do the. I'm sure you get pitched this all the time. You do the music for shows like. Um, cooking reality shows where there's always like the brush off a symbol. It's like I don't think it's very good. Shh, but you're doing it live, isn't that good? You got me. That's your voice, but you're doing it on the fly. No, and but it's very serious. You also got me in that like I had not thought about. That. Oh shit, man, this matters to me. You do a Portlandia reboot, you can have all three of those gratis. Why do they do that? I think it's supposed to sound like a pan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how funny would it be we're cutting to you and you're watching the show, but you're like, do you do that in your your stand-up? Man. I think I can tell on those reality shows that the moment is not the moment that they're shooting. Oh, no. I'm like, that guy was just waiting around for a take. Absolutely. He's not waiting to hear the judgment. No, they're not. Absolutely not. Did you know at the beginning of Shark Tank, they have them stand in silence for 90 seconds? And look at every judge. And that's so they can edit it. So it's like, whoosh. That's where they get all their push-ins. And that's Trickery. why That's why every time, they, like, sometimes they'll get pitched a deal that's so clearly the best deal. Yeah. And they still pause. That's because what they're you, using that. <laughs> those tricksters. Those motherfuckers. But they're making us titillated. You know, I saw the editors from Shark Tank. They were editing in the same place as Portlandia. And I had I, what I thought was a brilliant idea. And they were not into it. What was it? I I wanted to go on and I wanted to uh, go on Shark Tank and not be prepared. I wanted to stand there and, and just say, I'm so sorry. I am not prepared. <laughs> and, I, and they weren't into it. They actually entertained it to their – I understand. I think their thinking was like we're not that kind of a joke. Right. But they could be. They could be. I think I was coming at it from like, hey, your little show. And I think they they felt that. That they you were, were, they felt put down or something? A little, just a little te- thing of like, we're not here for your, we are a real show. We're not your open mic. Yes. Right. We're not your, pal- your, but, your a canvas. You know what they would let you do it for? Is if it was the intro to someone doing a real and they're like, we've all been there, sharks. Like, yes. they need someone to come yeah. out and be like, what Fred's trying to show. And then you have to stand there awkwardly, yes. sincerely for the rest of the pitch, or it smiling. Been, it would have been fine for SNL, maybe. Yes. But but for them, and I understand, they're like, we're not some – we have a real agenda. There's a lot of comedy in, in Shark Tank. I would have liked to see oh, – you could have cut it. I don't think they would let you do that, though, the footage. Oh, I just love that. I, I, I love my own idea. How, how about that I'm saying that? It's amazing. Uh, so I'm sorry. I I'm love sorry that I did that. You with, are in the house um, of loving your own But idea. I just, it's more this, I want so badly to do it. I think that's what I mean by it. Oh my God, it would be so funny. Yeah. And we'll also shoot. Because if you watch it, you don't notice. I think that's what... I didn't notice it until now. No, but I mean, you don't... But now that you've said it, I'm like, oh my God, they always do that. <laughs> that's funny. The sketch, would be, the sketch would be the drummer doing it. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're the performer that can 
And I, there's something about you watching. No one's ever understood why I th- think this is funny, but if there's anyone, it might be you. Ask Val. If you ask Valerie, what did my wife, she, she wasn't here when you got here. What is the funniest thing to Pete? She would tell you it's someone playing the drums. Yeah. But they're mixing it up. Like the band is changing it. Like they're doing the bridge when they normally do the yes. course. Like they've called an audible. And I, it's not going to make sense on the podcast, but like it's a confused drummer and he's just going, Yes. <laughs> like Wait. he's trying to non verbally communicate. Is she a musician? What? No, she just, she, that's what I think is super funny. Why does she get it, you mean? Oh, I see. You, it's what her. I think is funny. Yes. Like a drummer trying to get the bass player's attention, like, what is going on? What is going on? It's the best. Nothing funny. And, and, uh, it happens like, all the time on endings. Is that right? Oh, if you oh, watch yeah, some you're right. bands, it does happen. you're like, ah, he doesn't know where the ending is. They keep looking at each other and he'll slow down and go, or the, uh, the guitars will jump. Yes. It's like, when does this jam end? It's a little bit, yeah. People being confused and a little worried while doing something as confident as playing the drums is really funny to me. Yes. Like, you have to keep the rhythm, but you're also like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And if you drop it, Help it's me. noticeable. Yes. There's stakes. It's yeah. comedy. Yes. You are a right. Good, a good song to do that to in your mind <laughs> Is Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas Carry Sure. On. There's, a million, there's many parts to that song. <laughs> I'm remembering. So there's two... Oh, I'm not going to criticize it. There are many parts of that song. So the next time you hear it, just picture the drummer learning it for the first time. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's always the part also where they're confident again. Oh, my God. Yes, they come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Nope, the time that, gets weird yeah. for a second. Yeah, another break. <laughs> yeah. Cowbell. <laughs> then, yeah. then they go back to the best Back part. to the other part, yeah. And the relief. I also find recording studios to be the funniest place on oh, Earth. Oh, it is. Where people are doing... This when someone's singing and they finally nail a tune, and they're like, "And I will love you," but they finally get it, and they make a thumbs up to the producer oh, through the great. glass. Magic while they're singing, magic. That is what funniness is to me. Yes, nothing will make me laugh more than like, "Yeah," <laughs> and the producer's like, "Hell yeah!" And then he adjusts the level. There's, there's also, <laughs> oh, it's that's a home run. <laughs> There's, there's also the engineer or the producer, the engineer at the control and the band is sitting on the couch listening to the take they just did of the full song. Yes. is so weird because everyone has to listen actively. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Such a, so what I'm doing right now, I guess you can't see it is I'm nodding my head. <laughs> just so very, so it's, it's cause it also in real life, it's a weird thing to happen. Oh, for sure. Do you want to hear our new songs? Sure. And you're there and you're yeah, like, and they're watching you. They're watching you. And I've had that happen. I've had, yeah, new, it's, it's, it's fine, nice. it, but, yeah. it, but it's, it's still like, but it's not comedy. You don't laugh at it. So no, what no. you're, it's like looking at a painting in a museum. You're like, yeah. do I go, <laughs> how weird is that? By the way, staring at a painting, being in a museum also with someone, you know, yeah. Do you check in with them? Do you, did you what, see this one? one? I listen, I love art. I love paintings, but it is a challenge. Of course it is. You know, we talk about this all the time because it's one of my go-tos. One of the keys, though, is realizing that like getting a lot out of one painting is better than seeing the whole museum. 
Absolutely. And that's what no one gives themselves the permission no. to do that. You it's can't. the same at a botanical garden. If you see a bush and you really love it, just sit on the bench, drink your coffee in front of that bush. Leave it. Don't go to the fucking zen part. No. It's not about seeing the whole thing. It's the same with Disney World. Yeah. Disneyland. Val and I will go down to Disney. Yeah. The lines suck. We go on two rides. This is a privilege thing. I understand not everybody has like a Disney ticket to burn. Yeah. But w- even if even if I, I don't think we had as many means, the people that are going around collecting it, trying to tick off every box, aren't having as much fun as the people that are like, you know what? The line for the Haunted Mansion is really short. Let's just go on that. Yeah. Instead of like, we want to be on It's a Small World when the fireworks no. start because we get out. <laughs> no. like, it's like, fuck yourself. That's not it's fun. wrong. It's that- wrong. And that, by the way, sounds like the things people say. They go, we want to beat the fireworks. Also, they're trying to like solve these secrets. Well, actually, if you're out. <laughs> it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that much detective work. No, it shouldn't. That's their pleasure. Their yeah. pleasure is solving Disneyland. Yeah. Not Just, enjoying it. And same thing with museums. I agree. Same thing with museums. Same thing with driving someplace. Yeah. Just like relax. Yeah. But not everybody has that type of brain. I have. Well, I have a saying. That I like to tell people, and it's called "Stop and Smell the Roses." <laughs> right? What happened to Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> what happened to Stop. Jimmy? What happened and to him? Smell the roses. Yeah. Stop and open the roses. Doesn't mean literally stop at every rose you, you see. You don't have to, but uh, enjoy the smaller things in, like you said, a botanical garden. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to complete it. No, no. You could just enjoy one yeah. piece of it. And stop implies that you're doing something else. You're on your way to so a business meeting. I had a bit about this where I go, stop, drop, and roll. Why the stop? What am I doing? I'm on fire. What am I doing that isn't to your liking? <laughs> hey, cut it out. Like, okay, there's a fire. <laughs> you're not, you don't need to stop anything. Nope. You're fine. Yeah. Your instincts are correct. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you wouldn't mind, drop and roll. And then the other part of the bit is I'm like, drop and roll. It's just roll. If you roll without dropping, that's a spin. Like, why yeah. is it this way? It's roll. Why did they add? Because it rhymes. Yeah. Don't be Dr. Seuss. Yeah. I'm on they fire. They love that. Roll. All throughout, they're going to make fun of us so much way in the future in hundreds of years with how much rhyming we had to do to remember stuff. Oh, my They're going to be God. like, what was with you guys? A and all those- stitch in time. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> Why did you need all these little... Well, we won't have yeah. computers in our brains just yet. No. Let's... Um... By the way, yeah. I'd like to say, I'm really enjoying this. Do you have to pee? No. I'm just saying I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Yeah. I thought for sure you're going to be like, I need to get the fuck out of here. You were going to tell me about Amazon. Just that, 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 that they sell the cloud space, that that's what their main, um, that's how they right. make their money, which I had no idea Neither did to I. have an Amazon person explain it to me. I'm I'm actually glad I like being a dummy once in a while. Sure. I'm like, I'm glad I don't know these other things about the world. Amosplan. This but, guy totally amosplaned it. To he's, me. Yeah. He amosplaned it. <laughs> Stop amosplaning. But it was really something. They were like, this is what we, and then that there's a convention for all these clients i know and they're so happy you're there so happy they're just happy to be there they're announcing new things for cloud storage really so i had no idea what was sometimes i get a little bit sad when i talk to somebody in a job like that and i actually sense that they really are excited excited about like the rollout of new features or something it can just make me go like okay i don't know (laughs) 
this is too divisive. Yeah. We both want to do corporate shows in the future. But when somebody's like, a lot of new features coming down the pipe, really excited. We're looking at one click shop. We're looking at like, it's like, yeah. all right. Okay. Or it's the sort of <clears throat> end of the, the finality of an announcement. Because I get duped into it where it seems like this is it forever. What do you mean? Like the new Amazon? Any, anything. See, picture even Apple, right? Yeah. From now on, this is the new way of doing cloud storage. Yeah. And in me as a dummy, I'm like, and that's it. And then we'll be done. <laughs> the, from now on, the, it's going to change the, it's in the two most, weeks. And you're and, like, and, and we're done. And next year, there's going to be another thing. Like, of actually, course. that's the old system. of. Are building. you a tech person? Uh. Not as much as I'd like to be, but you I want love... to be more techie. Like, are you on your phone a lot? I have, you have um, I, I got the um, Tesla Model Three, the the cheaper one. Yeah, and, and you love I it? love it. Really? Yeah. Because Val needs a new car, but I can't. I I have an image problem with Tesla. I'd rather buy a more expensive non Tesla. Why? What's I don't know problem? why. There's something about like try the try to key. come up with. It's douchey to me. The Tesla key. Oh, Mine yeah, is my I... phone. You can make fun of me. <laughs> no, I'm inviting I won't. You to make I won't. Fun. In fact, the fact that you have one makes me like it more. But there, I, maybe I'm just hung up on like the very expensive, super fancy one. I find those to be too big. I like little cars. Uh huh. But I like this is what this is where our conversation about tech comes in. Is that I want? I am a wannabe. I want to be. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for the new Apple products. Uh huh. I don't understand them all. I think I'm actually not particularly good at them, but I want I want them. I want Tesla makes an announcement. I'm like I want to be part of it. Why? Because I want to be from when I was a kid. I want to be like a future version, like of like this is the future. I want the future to look like. What you imagined. What I imagined. And like, it could. This car has no gasoline. Now we. I love Mealing a pill. I want to impress people from the 1800s. You know what I mean? Like I want them to time travel and I want to be like. We... Well, they're time traveling. They're, they're yeah. ahead of us then. Unless we went back and got them. <laughs> get, in the, get in the telephone booth. Because <laughs> if they're time traveling, they're not impressed by our cars. I wonder if they entertained time travel. I feel like they didn't. What do you mean entertained it? I wonder if they were ever like, I wish we could travel through time. Oh, I'm sure. Don't you think? No. I bet even cavemen think, were like, I, I think, wish I could go back before no, I called no, you ugly. No. I think they... I wish I could take it back. No. <laughs> I think that it, maybe in the 1800s they started thinking about it. I think in the 1700s they were all like, oh, this war and... That's true. I was talking about when people like uh, want to freeze themselves and live forever and stuff. It's only like well-off people. Like people with the plague were never like, "How do we make this last?" Yeah, I know. No. Longer. No. I want a home security. Yeah. I want Im- immunization, better food. They were not. No. They were just like, I can't believe I just threw up ten thousand living shrimp. Oh my god! <laughs> Tiny. Those are most people living probably, shrimp. Too. What's that? Those are probably most people being that sick, right? Plague people. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Every time was the worst time. Except maybe. What must have they been thinking? Like, they're like, this time, wow, this is plague. We have no science. We have nothing. They don't even know. We don't even know. We We don't don't even know know that we don't have science. We just, it's just bleak. (laughs) It was cold. 
Everyone's feet were cold. Everyone's feet and Everyone. mud and like there was no the shower smells. system. Can you imagine the smells? I can't, but I can because I went to. Could they have been used to it? They probably did. Like a, a strong vinegar shit smell. <laughs> Just I mean, everywhere. On the other hand, <sighs> maybe there were fewer people, so there was just less toilet situations. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing an overcrowded. It depends. Are we in the country? I'm, I don't think there was toilet paper. I think that came went. No, the ancient Egyptians invented toilet paper. I'm they did. Sure. Okay. I'm not sure about that. Oh, I know they God. had paper. What was the ship? Such Imagine toilet papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> toilet papyrus. <laughs> Is that idea number four? <laughs> Toilet papyrus? It's okay. It's pretty it's good. It's an after update. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's like burn yeah. it off at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the... This Sometimes we do this. I'm interested. You're a great actor, improviser. What is the great greatest lesson? This is the game we play. Mm. The greatest lesson you've learned about acting. You've done a lot of different types of acting. What is something that someone told you or something you figured out wow. about oh, acting? Wow. Oh, man. Katie, you can turn the lights up a little bit. Or would you mind? Oh, were you really? Let us know. What you, oh, there. You, do we like that? Oh, this is great. That's better? Yeah, that's good. Oh, man. Greatest lesson acting. Let me think about this so that I'm really thinking and then coming up with a real answer. I'll do a drum fill. <laughs> the improviser knew you have to join in. I keep going to this one about stand up, and I'm not going to use that one because that's not the that's not the question you asked. Do it. Me. No, no. You asked me about acting. What is the best advice? I got it. Got it. Got it. Yes. Got it. I was auditioning for someone many years ago. And she actually gave me advice, which was, you know, it was, it was a criticism, but it was great because I, I, I felt like she was just trying to be like, I'm going to give you a, a, a little, um, you know, a little boost. Yeah. Um, to take, um, take the air out of in between stuff. I, oh, that's interesting. Which can, can be, go either way. Brighten and tighten. Yeah. And, um... Now when I memorize lines, I try to think like, stop with the moments That's- you know, in, in between. Um, uh, That's so funny. When we watch auditions, I'm sure you're the same. You go, this person's really making a meal of it. Yes. And she must have seen me doing that and was a little bit like just – I think she might have looked, pointed it out on paper where, where those moments were. She's like, take those little bits out. Yeah, that's nice. And I always kind of kept that with me. The stand-up thing was from Nick Swartzen. Uh, who said, always go on stage with a smile on your face. Oh, wow. Oh, brilliant. Basic. But brilliant. Important. Really. Wow. Like- I never, I don't, I'm not even sure. I think I do that. But I, I could have used that advice a lot. I, I know well, a lot you, of people that uh, use that advice. In your third, I think your third appearance on. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I wish I had that kind of that would savant. Be so cool. Uh, Memory for people's TV appearances. Yes. Uh, they didn't cut to you fast enough, so I think you had <laughs> you had been smiling, but then you had stopped. Well, that's the late night thing is uh, when you come out, wave – when you do stand-up on late night. Yes. Wave at Conan or whoever the host is, but also wave at the band. 
That was, I think Berbiglia told me that one. Wow. That was a good one. Well, that is good. It's a classy move. What's your acting lesson thing that you learned? That's a great question. Nobody's ever turned around on me. I've heard a lot of great answers. Obviously, they're they're usually some derivative of listening. Yeah. Um, I really do think it's about presence, just like any good performance, any good stand-up, trying to really just be there with the other person. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the secret to all art, meaning not thinking about it too much. Yeah. And just being in the scene. Yeah. And then the other thing, and this is much more practical because we've been editing, is do it different ways. If you're doing multiple takes, yes. do it different ways. You'll never, and that's a Judd thing, you'll never hate yourself. Sometimes we'll do three takes of a scene and we really nailed it. And then, uh, especially if Judd's there, they'll be like, now do one where you are you hate each other. Like, just be mad at each other. Yeah. Like, get just, mad in the it's middle. It's a technical thing. You have, so this way you have it. Something that you have and you would be shocked. Yeah, how often we use the goof take. Yeah. Like, just be mad. Like, we did a scene where I wrote it. This is in season three. Pete has a bad audition, and Jamie Lee, her name is Allie on the show, she comes up to me, and it's supposed to, I wrote it as this sweet moment, that she's like, I saw you, but I thought you were great. And (laughs) instead, we shot it as she's trying to say that, but I'm an asshole because I'm so mad that something went poorly that I just can't receive it. And it turns into a fight. And I'm like, why would we do this? Like, I don't understand. Don't I sort of like, you know, she's my friend and she's being sweet. But like, sometimes people need to remind me that it's more dynamic to do something unexpected than just do it linear of like, she's nice and you think it's nice and you leave away and it's nice. Judd's like, keep it hot. Stay angry. Yes. First of all, so it was Judd who who did that. Yeah. I'm remembering now we we had to do that on... Portlandia a bunch of times when we did anything that you see that is a um, uh, a PSA uh-huh. it's me and Carrie up the camera hey you know we, you need to drink this kind of milk right <laughs> um, I was the same way I was like no just leave it make it light right and Jonathan Kreisel our director was like no you need something right you're mad at each other you just fired her she's your boss something right scream a little bit and yeah. that's what you would intercut a little in. something yeah. so that there's something and I remember thinking, why? Who cares? No, just – he was right. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Gwynn. Do you know Peter Gwynn? Mm-hmm. Improviser out of Chicago. He wrote this great thing about how to audition for improv, mm-hmm. and what, especially because you're only doing one scene, like yeah. sometimes for these sketches or, or whatever it might be, or team auditions. He's like, uh, if nothing's happening, get mad. <laughs> okay. He's like, how dare you sit down while I'm like, – yeah. you know how important this is yeah. to me and you're sitting there? It gets – Just relaxing? Do you know what that's like for me? My heart is beating on my chest. I'm about to meet the fucking president and you're reclining. Like, you know what I mean? Like it helps you find something as opposed to just a scene where somebody sat down. Oh, (laughs) right. This is good to remember because I, I lean into this. Somebody just sat down. Me too. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. I just wanted to be like, we got it. It's a sweet. I I could see it in my head. Yeah. It's like, this is the sweet. Are they going to get back together? This is what I like in movies. That's right. We're wrong. And I don't even like being pretend angry. Yeah. Here's me when I'm acting. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Cut. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 Isn't that weird? I didn't even like doing it. Yeah. Pretend. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't. Yeah. What about improv? What is something that you've learned about the getting? I've learned very little about improv. So I I just don't know. You improvise so much. How about let's broaden the question, not technical improv, Amy and Tina style, like heralds and stuff. Yeah. But you improvising, is there Uh, anything in the line of like. It's changed 
every year that I've done it. So like all through Portlandia, it changed from thinking that it's okay to go on a long tangent Mm. to the opposite where it's like, don't go on anything too crazy and long because it becomes unusable if it's too meandering. That's producer Fred coming in. Yeah. Where they, all of a sudden those takes aren't being used because they're just Buddy, this weird you long thing. Have nailed it. Yeah. Season one of Crashing, I was riffing. That's like not... season two depended on it. Yeah. Every take, I was just like, almost like we joke about. Yeah. I'm uh, a genius. Yeah. I was going for um, video village laughs. Yes. I was trying to make oh, the no, crew no, no, laugh. No. I was trying to make everyone laugh. Yeah. Never, not one second of it made the show. Gone. Gone. Keep it tight. Yeah. Little things like, Okay, would make it. Yes, little moments, but not me being like, "What is the Gettysburg Address?" Yes. Like some flourish, some long flourish where people oh, are standing shit. around. That's yeah, so that's just, that's the one thing that kind of like threw. And I remember talking to Carrie about. It. We're like, we never saw those takes, and we're like, it just it's just a lesson. It took yeah. a couple seasons. It's funny, but um, you just sort of learn to get better on set about it. Not that you can't improvise, but but don't waste time. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, improvising. Um, current pop culture references. Portlandia took so long to come out year after year that you start naming pop stars from that moment. Yeah. It's, it's so old. Yeah. That's got to go. That's um, very interesting. And then a really, this is more of a name droppy thing is, uh, dissing bands period. Yeah. Jed will always cut that. You just like I'll be like you're going to meet those people on a scale of one to Maroon Five. How douchey is this person? Right, and he goes, "Why are you shitting on Maroon Five? They just want to make you dance." I I've never heard him say that, but I agree with him. (laughs) I agree with him. No, it's true. He'll always cut some shit talk because it's video village laughs. It's just like, oh my god, shots fired. Or they or they you this band that we've never thought about. I can't believe you thought about them. Right. You mentioned them. Oh my god, Vampire there's, there's, Weekend? <laughs> there's two, <laughs> there's two levels of, of it. There's the there's a thing like why shit on them? They're just a group. But the other level of it is you're going to meet them at a party. Yeah. You just that's how life is. Right. There's just, Maroon 5 and he doesn't I'm look like, happy. No, he's like on a scale I, of 1 to Maroon 5 how mad is and he? And he yeah. And he heard it. He's very mad. Even now, by the way, full respect to Maroon 5. Yeah, full respect. Adam Levine? Yeah, good. Looking good. Very tight. Always looks like he just got a haircut. The um, In a good way. One of the, <laughs> I, they, they were on SNL a couple of times, and they were always nice to me. Yeah. And I think one of the guitar players... Was, who is a shit, Fred? I'm, who just, was, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I should make up people. Morning radio. Um, who is the worst? But anyway, so there's the improv, some yeah. of the improv. Thing. What about in your brain? Is it, is, would your advice be don't think, try to really just shut off any criticism in your brain? Or is it more of an active confidence? Is there, is there any sort of like, you're the funniest person in the world. Just follow it. Whatever you say is right. Do it. Say it. It's funny. You're good. Do you think of your, your groovy teacher? Or is it just like, don't think, just go out and do it? More that. And also... Um... Let's make this scene good. Let's make it. Let's make today a nice work day. Wow. Where everyone we we all contributed. Um, you know, I think this might not be good. I'm starting to think. Let's make sure that I don't sound like everything I've seen on TV. That's good. You want to be original. Uh it might get in the way. I don't think. 
I don't know if it's healthy to keep thinking about anyone's art. Yeah. But there is now a voice that's like, Buddy. don't forget that you're not. Oh. Don't go out there trying to be. I've been on crashing. I, I, we've never used it. I don't even know if you ever shot it. But I've gone, I, I, uh-huh. I maybe once or twice. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not as yeah. uh, sketchy as your show. But you stop it. Or somebody goes, maybe, maybe, like Curb. You know yeah. what I mean? There yes. are these notes. That certain, uh, if we're musicians, they're notes that other people play. Yes, and you just want to do impressions of them because it helps. It just it it just happens maybe by mistake. So I am I do try to you know whoever whoever that that person is who I've just seen if I just saw Kyle Mooney do something. Yeah, it's very hard not uh, to. You know, just I had to stop watching certain things. Yeah, you just have to. So it's a little reminder, and then even as I do this voice, I realize it's kind of a Nicole from Big Mouth voice. That, yes, or right? Mulaney, or oh, whoever, for sure. or you know anything at all. Like you just, it's <laughs> yeah. so easy. Yeah. Yes, Nicole, or yeah. you. Maybe I'm going to find myself all of a sudden just yelling. <laughs> God, what was I? Kind of think of what an impression of you would be. I've never had anybody. James Adomian did one where it was just like. This is my impression of Pete Holmes doing an impression of Jesus on the cross, and it was like, "I'm up here, you guys! Isn't this crazy?" It was is that like is that how he hyper did it? Hyper positive or uh-huh. something? Okay, I, I was honored that he did it, but honest, I'm 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 at a loss for how you would uh, how you would do me. If There's you, definitely no. I don't think I'm not going to put this on you. That's too. That's too self-serving. No, but there's, there's something in the maybe it's, it's your voice when you're doing this. But yeah, you definitely yeah, that... you definitely don't stop. You definitely there's a kind of <laughs> it's almost like there's a there's a kind of juggle to it. You know, <laughs> there's a momentum. There's a little yes. You know what I'm doing? Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh I'm well, going, like Fred, let me ask you one of these things. That's something that I've always wanted to ask you. When I see you out there performing, and you're doing your different shows, and you know you're doing a different thing every night, but you change it a little bit. But you sometimes you do a bit the same way, the same. Yeah, while it's, I'm it's, doing that, I'm going. Should I ask him where he's from? Or? <laughs> Is that really true? Oh, sure. Huh. In fact, Nick Kroll name checked several times. Big Mouth on Netflix. Fred plays the dad. Nick Kroll. I said to him, I have a good impression of him doing a. A bit. Do it. I, I, can't, I can't believe I used the word good. I want it. No, look, let's, 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 you were making a point. John Mulaney is a really good friend of mine. <laughs> That's good. I That's actually good. think the best dressed person is usually the least confident. I can't, I, it's That's not, it's excellent. not quite right. I'm yeah. your agent. Because I, I'm the, your agent, showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and the lean forward. Yeah. I'm your agent. I'm your agent. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was... No, but I liked I liked your low. Mine was low. okay. No, 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 no. You, I liked that, that low. That was a moment of of crawl. He said, I said to him, this was 10 years ago. I go, I've noticed that I can think while I'm talking. And he goes, you mean your number one talent? Like <laughs> uh, that's, He was like, that's yeah. it. He was like. Yeah. I don't know if he means that that's his talent as well, or if that's what all. No, I think he meant. He must have meant you. Yeah, maybe if he did. Yeah, I always call him Nikki, just like you on the show. What a sweet Nikki. Yeah. What a little Nikki. Always, always funny. Kid Nikki. Meeting him, just seeing him at a party, always funny. He's the best. Good person to see at a party or anywhere. He's a great, great guy. Yeah. One of the first people I, I got divorced, and he was one of the first people that I called, and he helped me find an apartment. 
you called after you decided to divorce or until my the in- wife did the nasty <laughs> with uh. another fella and uh it's 10 years and, ago and, but you but this is when you decided well then she was uh, the, leaving. the phone call so he, she was leaving and then you called Nick. and then like a day or two later i stayed in the house longer than i should have because i was a baby boy mm-hmm. so i think it was like a week Mm-hmm. I just lived. There was another bedroom, but we would talk and stuff. It wasn't really tumultuous, as mm-hmm. you might imagine. I kind of wanted to do this on Crashing, but it was a little too boring. Sometimes Judd is a good producer like that. He's like, I don't know if we want the two weeks that you lived in the house. <laughs> you know, we want you leaving Judd that is, day. God, man, Judd is so good at what he's he does. He's very good. And he's very good at cutting out my boring stuff. Yeah. I'm always like, there's a lot of Chinese food and jerking off. He's like, I'll give you 30 seconds for that. Like and then something has to happen, <laughs> and he does. Like that's, that's in someone, the show. That's someone who knows what what they're doing. He's not fucking around. You know uh, who else is like that? Who was on your show? Is Mitch Mitch Hurwitz is good like that? Oh There's boy. a lot of geniuses. Mitch just Hurwitz, like, fucking get it going. Get it. Get something fucking happening. He was great on your show. Oh my god, that guy. He's a sweetheart. He did a bit once. <laughs> we were just on set. I hope he hasn't done this anywhere else because it was just on set, not on camera. He was. He was. What. Well, What's that song? I love that song. Da 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 to you. Da 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 to you. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, damn it. my God. Da 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 to you. Da 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 to you. Sometimes a bit so good I have to say it. I want to feel yeah. what it feels like in yeah. my face. What's that song? Oh, yeah. To Craig. Oh, my God. Oh, it was too good. My manager, I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast. It's one of the hardest times I've ever laughed. Who's your manager? Dave Rath. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's great. We were were with Judd. I think this is important Um, because we were on a private jet and that almost never happens. But we're flying somewhere with Judd and, you know, he's got a jet. Yeah. (laughs) Or he rents a jet. Yeah. So that's already an incredible experience. And this is probably why I've never told the story, by the way, because I think you need to see it on this private jet. And it has a stewardess, and she's very attractive. Like it was like really kind of off-putting how attractive this private stewardess was. And when she walked by, Dave Rath, just as a joke, started trying to get his wedding ring off, just like a classic kind of like, oh, I wish I wasn't married because uh-huh. this woman's so gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. That's not the bit. What was funny <laughs> that's was... That's pretty good. <laughs> what if that's what that was it? Yeah. He wanted to yeah, hit yeah. on this woman. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe three minutes later, and that's key, because it was the perfect amount of time later. The sound... So he was like licking his thumb, finger yeah, like yeah. it was stuck. He was licking it, trying to get it off really frantically. Yeah. It was really funny. Three minutes later, or whatever the perfect amount of time is later, the, the plane made a weird noise. It went like... <laughs> And we're all sort of like, what? And I look over at Dave and he's doing it again. He's trying to get his wedding ring off, <laughs> licking his finger as if he was going to fuck the sound. Like he wanted to hit on the, like, oh, if I wasn't married, I'd have sex with Oh, that's this. good. With that sound? Yeah. I couldn't, like, like that's... a non-audible laugh came yeah. out of my face. Tears. Yeah. I just started streaming tears. What? It's so absurd. And it was the setup of like a classic like 60s male kind of jerk joke, whatever. And then three minutes later, it paid off when he wanted to fuck the plane. It's many levels of funny. Also that like... He was so quick. Yeah. He did it so quickly. And also, I guess, kind of making fun of like, I don't get what you guys did before. Right. 
There's that yeah. version that's sort he of like, does, yeah. he's an idiot. Yeah, your joke. He doesn't know like, what his no, own that joke doesn't work for, yeah. He's also, for the record, not that, you know, people are, we're, we're good. It's a good thing. We're extra sensitive to these types of things. He was, he didn't mean it when he did that. He was even making fun of no, I the know. types of people that would take their wedding. I think off. even people listening to this understand. I think they get it. That like, he couldn't be more of a clown I mean, guy. It's just, it's a, yeah, it's a joke. She of a was joke. so attractive. I guess it, Wanted to break the ice with something about how attractive yeah. it, it was, like stunning, yeah. like Swedish model attractive, yeah. and he just does the wedding ring thing. It was really funny, yeah, yeah. but I think that made it worse. No, no, no. <laughs> Everything I just said. No, I think you're okay. To you're save okay. him made it worse. You're okay. You're okay. Okay. Um, uh, by the way, but how about that? I'm. Uh, the you're okay. You're okay. Yeah, man. You're okay. You know, I, I. I don't. I'm. That seems like a sketch. Is you go on dates and stuff with people to tell people who's yep. okay yeah or it's what's like yeah i don't know i'm just saying she has uh nice legs that's okay that's a <laughs> that's allowed did you, did you say it out loud people are confused on what's okay now fred yeah. armison yeah, is here i'm gonna tell you that <laughs> but i'll just say that your tone in which you described that bit yes and knowing the these people involved yes. i'm like dave is one of the sweetest people yeah, in the world yeah. he, just picture the least scumbaggy person yeah. in the world um so improv, just do it. We're talking about mm. celebrity. Were you telling a celebrity story? You were actually about to tell me, I think, a Kroll story. And I, we just, we just. Oh, went. he said talking while think, thinking while talking. Oh yeah, yeah. And we were. Oh, that's right. We were then we did about impressions, impressions of him, of, of, of Nick. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the only person that does a John Hamm impression. You want to hear it? I've. I can't. What do you want to hear? Right. If there was a way for me to drop this microphone. <laughs> You know what makes it good is that you wouldn't even think to do it. I'm saying that as like somebody who's just watched too much Mad Men. It's right. It is. It's word that word here. Here. That yeah. is it's it's it. It's almost nothing. It's just a deeper but it's register. Proper, it's also proper American <laughs> accent. Proper like. Yes. Non-regional. Um, something in an inside. It's like it's, if like a dictionary from the 60s spoke. <laughs> here. 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 It is unaffected. Oh, God. That's oh, really good. Thank you. This is the best day of my life. Jason Sudeikis once did uh, Gene Hackman. And he only did it in a room. Oh. Laughing. Oh. It was great. it was a similar kind of thing. That when you hear it, you uh, know it. I can't do it. Yeah, but he did something where it was a quiet. I can't do it. I can't do it. It was a quiet, a laugh to himself, Ugh. not laughing out loud. A laugh to himself. Ugh. Uh, so percussively, it was kind of like it. It would. It was like. But I can't do the laugh. But he did it with his lungs. Oh, a self-satisfied, brilliant. I used to do Sudeikis for Mulaney, and it was just him going. John, milkshakes, milkshakes. That's it. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Bill Hader used to do Sudeikis something very similar. Really? Uh, it was someone having a smoothie, and he's like, "You get, get, get your fruit. You get your fruit." <laughs> I'm not doing it as well as Bill did it. Great. You got your, got fruit. your fruit. Yeah. Got your fruit. Yeah. He kind of talks like. Someone o- who over uh, someone at a di- he's talking to someone at a that's distance. What, that's why I had to yell it. Yeah, yeah. I turned my head to go, Mulaney. Yeah, milkshakes. Yeah, milkshakes. Yeah, just happened. One by of the f- one of the funniest day. people I've ever known. Jesus he was great Lakers. on this bike. Yeah, right. we yes, bonded. I over, heard it. Did, did you listen? Oh yeah, we bonded over our love of magic, and of your puzzlement over music. That's right. 
I'm not proud of that part of myself. No, but you, you I was hate a that I'm always like, I don't like music. No, but you're, you're, you're conflicting yourself because it sounds like you are moved by music. I and am when my heart is open and I don't like how closed it off, off it can be. I, I think you're selling your appreciation for music short. You don't know what a person sounds like who does not know music. They don't even address the idea of music. People who don't like, right? I like, see. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, yeah, the radio. That's nice because that was on TV. That, that's people who really don't know music. Somebody, yeah, 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 just a very we all like love that song. Uh, you know, they're a million miles away. You're still, you're actually intimate with it. It's because that's right. That it, that assumes a level of respect or appreciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I don't quote-unquote, like it. You're very sweet. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> no, what? I, I, just so you know, I wasn't trying to be... It's, it's, um, it was, it's just an observation and not... I don't even mean it as a compliment in that people who don't appreciate music, that's fine. Right, sure. But you still are like holding hands with it. But what confuses me, if I may, because yeah. you love music. Yes. You're a huge music. Head to toe, that's my existence when i can find that part of my this is what it is if i can be quiet if i can like meditate or if i'm having like a a peaceful flowy day and then i go on the porch or something and put earphones in i could go on spotify and say play any song Uh and there's a very good chance i'll cry like it'll just melt me that's it It, it's the sounds it's the sun it's the frequency it's also just the idea that human beings some of us shoot each other some of us beat each other up some of us are cruel and these five or two or three or whatever got together to make the sound of heaven yes or whatever it is or frustration yeah or rhythm it'll destroy me same with dance same with painting yeah I just spend so much of my time probably because my heart's so sensitive when it's open. There's a wall keeping me from – I don't want to go around crying at everything I see. Because if your heart's too open, I can't walk to the Seven Eleven without seeing a homeless person that's going to break my heart. Yeah. Okay. So then sounds like you've got a very healthy relationship with music. You're a sweet and good man. What does it do for you? What, what is your relationship it's, it's to It's like it? everything I believe in. It's everything I ever wanted to be. It, I believe – Music artists who I admire are the the com- completion. They are like the most complete version of a human being, and it is like God speaking. It is wow. a connection to the heavens. It's a connection to eternity. I feel like, and and I don't mean it like uh, I don't mean it to sound as spiritual as that. It's just that it's the end for me. It's the very very end, and I mean it visually too. So if I see someone performing a song that I love. It's the it's the reason to live. It's the reason wow. to be alive. What are you picturing when you say that? I picture when I saw when I was a teenager and I saw Talking Heads play and saw David Byrne perform. Oh wow! Um, so that hmm. or Prince. If I see Prince perform, it's the sort of or or any oh, Prince the, will get me there too. Yeah. Like, what there or, that... or the Clash? I remember I believed in the Clash. Like one believes in a religion. Wow. Where you just lo- I and that's what I'll watch on YouTube. That's all I'll go back and watch them and go, oh yeah, that's exactly the feeling. Wow. Back then and now. And when I see um bands now who move me, whoever they are, same thing. <gasps> this is why this is the reason to be alive for this do you moment. Compare it to comedy? Do you go like, man, I wish I could do what they're doing? Like sometimes let me put it this way. 
I'm always asking, this podcast should be called Leading Questions. Sometimes I look at musicians and I'm like, like I'm writing this book and it's about deep ideas. It's about like, I'm trying to get into the, like the meaning of life and mm-hmm. being raised religious and stuff. So I'm trying to put words to all this stuff. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll put on like a Van Morrison song and you're just like, this guy's doing it indirectly and it's more effective. You know what I mean? Like you'll put on a beautiful piece of music yeah. and you're like, this is touching the the divine more than me just going like, sometimes I think God's like an idea like the wind. You know what oh, I mean? But, so, but someone from watching you would feel differently. Someone – Yeah, maybe they look the other way. Oh, I, I see. Well, watching comedy, to... there are some people who will watch something comedic and go, they want no, that, that. this is the reason to live. And oh, that's interesting. I feel the same about some comedy that I've seen. I mean the same thing. I'm yeah. sure you have too where yeah. you're like, this is – you know, this is everything in the world all at the same time. Yeah. Who do you love now? What do you mean? Musically. There is, uh, let's see. Just in the interest of new muse. Uh, let's see. I like, there's a band called Dive. I think it's how you pronounce it. D-I-I-V. There's a band called Real Estate who I listen to endlessly. Really? Yeah. State. Real Estate. <laughs> really? Yeah. State. Real estate. <laughs> uh, That's plenty. Let's not dilute it. Okay. Dive in real estate. Yeah. You mentioned God. Do you know we always talk about the meaning of life as you perceive it uh-huh. in a, a judgment-free zone okay. at, towards the end here? Um, were you raised religious or do you hold on to any idea? If music is connecting to something, yeah. how do you imagine that? Is there like a an energy or frequency that we're tuning into through great art? Or is that just a is a fun thing to imagine? Um, so, let me think. It's, it's it's um, if we think of life as a gift that we're uh, where <clears throat> there are things that are the us as people aren't supposed to control all the time. Mm. So there's the fun of it is that there's a gift of being getting to be alive, and this utopian idea that a person can entertain someone else. It's only for everybody else. Which is like a sign, I think, that God made people for each other. Mm. Do you know I, what I mean? I, so, I actually, yeah, I think so. So, if if I was God, for example, I'm like, hey, Pete, I I sent down Prince for you, and uh, it was all Prince's. All he wanted to do is entertain people. He just wanted to Prince the shit out. Yeah. Of so it's like it's a clue to the meaning of the universe. I um uh meaning of humanity, and then. As far as the universe goes, I love that we are also so disconnected from it. Sort of, um, we don't control how we're right, floating um, in infinity. Yeah, we don't control it, which is great. Right. Which I really like that. That it's like not up to me. Right. Which is, which is. I You're think right. It, it's micro and macro. In the micro, yeah. we're all like here together, manufacturing yeah. our own meaning. Yeah. Being very close. Yeah. Too close sometimes. But then if you zoom out a little bit, yes. it's like the coldest, most isolating thing in the world. Yeah. And it's great that it's none of our business. Yeah. I, I like it. Is that it. your feeling? Yeah. The it's meaning, a bit, the, the secret the, meaning is Yes, that it's so vast. And um, it's okay that my job is to kind of look up at it and go, to be amazed at it. And it's okay that I haven't got it all figured help, out. Help, thanks, wow. Yeah. It's the Anne Lamont book. That's, that's like, those are the three prayers he should pray. Help, thanks, and Wow. But wow is just what the is attitude. This? It's a book. It's just the idea that you're like you're saying yeah. your approach towards God or the meaning is just wow. 
which yes. I think is a beautiful, beautiful which is cra- which is uh, the, the, all that I think that is. Well, that. the ego wants to rein it in, yes, and know, yes. And as Ramdas always says, know that you know, like that. Yes. That's the real feeling of like I know. Yeah. I'm going to go and explain, like you explaining to people at dinner, what's okay. I want to go and tell people what God is. When really the best answer is just like look at what's going on. I sometimes have the feeling that like. Whenever someone explains something to me, it sounds like it was designed just complicated enough to get you bored. I know. Before you understand. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a drag. I know, I know, I know. They're like, you know how the ear works? Well, a sound wave but, goes in and there's a crystal. There's a little bit of liquid in there too. Like just words that don't. I know. It sounds like something someone would say to get you to stop sniffing around. Yeah. Like a mafia guy. Like, oh, what's in there? Uh, you know, there's uh, files in there and papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like Tic Tacs. I think there's a couple Tic Tacs. And you start to unplug a little bit. Yeah, and you just go, oh, forget it. But really, it's filled with moonshine. Yeah. yeah. But you're just trying to... That's what I feel like God is. He's just like, what? We, what's the universe? Uh, it's never ending. Yeah, 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 Blackness and it's expanding and there's stars, but there's quasars. And you're like, all right, fucking forget it. Yeah. There's like five scientists that are like, no, but I I understand. Yeah, but I'm interested in this. (laughs) I'd actually like you to keep going. What religion were you raised? Regular. Regular. That's my joke. That's good. (laughs) Christian. uh, Evangelical Christian. And from from Massachusetts? From Massachusetts. Yeah. uh, Lexington, Massachusetts, New England Super Church. Evangelical. Yeah. Um, uh, Did you have to go to church every Sunday? We did, yeah. Was it televised? No, Local I believe TV or anything. I believe now it's on the radio, uh-huh. and I think it was on the radio at the time. Actually, the late service or earlier service was on the radio, and there's there's screens and stuff now. Like you can watch in a room that you're not even in the room with the people, but I it's just, at I just the love church. screens. You love a good screen. Oh. Did you go to church as a kid? <laughs> um, a c- Catholic a little bit, and uh-huh. then we just dropped off. No reason. But it didn't get in like any of the sex shame or the guilt or the fear of hell. No, I think my parents weren't themselves totally sold. They were like, this is kind of our religion. <laughs> and then little by little, never did they have a pro- – my mom uh, always said like God is good. But they never were like, "Had a- we need to talk about God. And nobody- Never. They never seeped into like – deep discussion and you didn't have when it came to like sex losing your virginity you weren't like nothing i hope i'm not struck by lightning here nothing none of that just didn't get in that's i think that's fortunate yeah that's one of the there's some good things i I suppose you can get from religion uh that's up for debate some of it that's bad for sure is in my experience was like sex shame and having to get over that yeah i think it's common in a lot of religions yeah well once you start telling somebody that somebody's watching yeah and you're just like you just jerked out to the sears catalog <laughs> yeah tell me god closed one eye yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they shouldn't be seeing i know that's just, that is so odd yeah but it, then you it. start thinking about it it's, it's just obviously this was a big epiphany for me it's just a metaphor it's like the idea of god being through within and uh, around everything not watching but like yes yes uh, but, I, but the worry is that that uh, that every moment of your life is to is up for analysis. And yeah, and that's judgment. all. That that we, as humans, you know, you would hope that there are some moments where you're allowed to whatever. Sleep. But you know, it's funny. But there, my, now the way I think about it is like, where is God separate from that? I Lama Suryadas, he's a, a Lama, did this podcast, and when I said, "What do you, what do you think God thinks of me jerking off?" and he goes. I see God's hand in it, meaning 
I'm a piece of the whole thing. Yeah. So the God of the Old Testament, when they said, what, who, what's your name? And this is the God of the New Testament and uh-huh. the God of Islam as well. Um, they're just like, what's your name? And he says, I am. Uh-huh. I always took that as him being cheeky. Like, uh-huh. um, I know you are, but what am I? Uh-huh. Like, what's your name? I am's my name. Don't worry uh-huh. about uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But really now I see that as him saying like, God is, isness, is being. So yeah. when I'm jerking off, not to be crude, that's God jerking off. That's what Lama Suryadas was saying. Oh, that's great. There's no separation. Like you doubting God is is sort of God doubting himself. That's an Alan Watts quote. He says, the more if we are all God, if we're all one consciousness, yeah. which is basically that's in Judaism, the Lord God is one. Yeah. It's in Christianity, although it kind of gets funky. It's in all of them in different ways. If we really are God and we forget, then we came here to forget. And the more you forget, the better the, the illusion, the better the theater of coming here. Oh, so like an, an atheist great. is almost like God's greatest creation. Totally. Because he's like, look how hard I forgot myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm over there giving myself a tattoo and like burning a barn down just for the thrill. Yeah. That's what I came here to do is do yeah. some weird shit. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. There's I, a book about that I haven't read, but I've heard about, mm. that it's about how the, that the human being is designed for worship. It wants to worship something. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's in our design. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. I, I hope it's not. As, you've been married twice. Yeah. Isn't that a clue that we love ceremony and we love oh, devotion? Yes. yes. We love the idea of, you know, I'm divorced as well, commitment, even though these things, and I got remarried. Yes. So here I am, second married. Even though we know the statistics are sort of in. The, be- the belief in. We love it. Yes. And the optimism and the sort of, um, uh, even the idea of like, because the idea of marriage for the rest of our lives is great. That's yeah. like. That's what we want. As we want. It's, yeah. just, it's so nice that it's like, it's the opposite of cynical. It's like. Right. Let's, let's keep going. Would you do it again? Sure. That's interesting. See, I think this is all pointing to what you're saying. Yeah. I know it's not worship necessarily. Yeah. But we love ceremony and we love giving ourselves to something bigger than ourselves that is a type of worship yeah it's like worshiping the relationship yes and and music and not to belittle all of that to turn that but watching a band play there's a sort of looking up at i want this moment to go on forever i want that song to go on forever right i want to keep looking up at the stage right i think there's a little bit of that oh i get that so you ever been eating a meal that's so good you're like i'm gonna eat this meal again i know when i'm done Yes. Let me eat it again. Yes. Oh, God. Then you're full. All, all I ever want to do is eat. It's so horrible. It's very hard. It's horrible. I don't think... I wonder if people think about food as much as I do. We're like... We're, we're like sure. the day... The day is like, well, it's a writing day. Yes, great. So we're going to be there at 10. And I'm, I'm like, there's a lunch at 1. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's every writer's room. Is it? You should talk... Do you know Judd at all? Yes. Judd is... Talk to him about food because he is, I can't pick between these two entrees. I'm going to get both. Yeah. He can't handle it. I would say this if he was in the room. He can't handle <laughs> not knowing if the chicken pot pie at this place is fantastic. Wow. I'm not saying he'll eat both. Yeah. He, and he'll share. He wants everybody to get into it. Yeah. He is so excited about food. I, he'll, he'll give you a run for your money. I'm a little weird about the pro- protectiveness of my meal. You don't like sharing. I don't. I had a tweet. I said, I don't like hot sauce as much as I don't like sharing. Yeah, hot you, sauce the yeah. food. So no one wants it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you so have, you're the same. 
I I'm not crazy about sharing. Yeah. Even with Valerie, sometimes it'll be like, no, I got my big ass bowl of pasta. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> I'm mentally, emotionally, I'm ready for this this yeah. meal. I want to hawk, hawk it down and, like a and wolf. This, I'm not eating my whole thing, and I'm kind of eating someone else's. Yeah, but that's, I, that's unhealthy. I'm not saying that. No, I don't. I don't it's know. not. It's like not my best virtue either. Yeah. But I'm like, am I going to eat as much of yours as you're going to eat of mine? Yeah. But I'm always the monster that's like taking half of Valerie's. Oh my god. And then also all of mine. Let's just keep it simple. There's plates for a reason. One plate, one person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then you're done. You mentioned writing. What's a great lesson you've learned about writing? Oh, that I could talk about forever. That's easy. That's an easier answer. Yeah. And that's all SNL. That's all SNL. And that is S- nothing. S- S- um, SNL Live. <laughs> Weekend Live. Weekend Live. <laughs> Very. And I, I'm so glad they didn't tell me up front. But over the years is that nothing is precious. Yeah. Not a, you walk in like a, you think you're a genius and like my sketch. And the way – and I know you know this with stand-up. But the way they're just like, this is cut, this is gone, this is gone. Yeah. And you're like, what? But that was my – it does not ma- – you'll yeah. think of something else next week. It's gone. Lose it. Lose it, lose it. I know you know this. Yeah. And Judd knows it. Judd but taught I, me that. I, I, my favorite thing, he'll be like, it doesn't make sense in the episode. And I'm like, oh, it's a very Lorne thing. Yeah. You need someone who's learned to tell the guy who's over here like – yes. Prancing in the tulips, so excited to be there. Can't wait to get his thing out there. You need someone older and wiser to go. All right, rel- pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, cut that sketch. Cut it. Cut the sketch. Cut this part. Cut your line. That's my most brilliant line. That's my. That's the thing that I, people know me for. No, they don't. They don't care. It's gone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, that they were right. And the places where I've learned it also is not just someone telling me. But doing sketches in front of an audience at SNL, the dress rehearsal, yeah. and the audience not laughing. That's, yeah, that's where you get it. You get the note from the audience. The audience is like – and in, in my head, I was like, you know, Ugh. that I- joke about the Belgians. You know how Belgians <laughs> – right? Well, no, we heard you. We heard you loud and clear. <laughs> oh, my we, God. We're, we're all right here. There's microphones. <laughs> There's light. God, we can God, see you God, so we well. Can see you. <laughs> Everyone oh, saw you. This is a small room, and you're mic'd, and there's cameras all over the place. We it didn't work. Yeah, not being precious. That's a great. Oh, answer. it's and 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 I needed to learn. It. I needed to learn that for right. sure. Yeah, that's what's hard to do without help. You, you need someone people. on the outside. And through Portlandia, I needed it. Oh my God, Jonathan and Carrie both. These ideas. Because that was like my playground, right? Portlandia. Yeah. yeah. I could walk in. My I, These are all going to go. And they would just look me in the face and just, this isn't an idea. <laughs> but it's me. <laughs> I this earned, is my ship. I earned, I earned this. Well, that's what I'm telling people all the time. I'm like, if they like your show, I'm like, yeah, my show. It's, I'm one of the people I, working you're on just one. I'm not being humble. I'm like... You like Judd's show. You like yes. Judah Miller's show. You yeah. like Oren Brimmer's show. You the, the people that make the show. You like Jamie Lee's show, that yes. selling show. They're making it as much as I am. Totally. And at the end of it, I, I, I can watch episodes of it and enjoy it. That's how uninvolved I was in some of the choices. Oh, yes. I won't remember them. I'll be like, oh, right. Yeah. I die in this one. <laughs> totally. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. That's brilliant. Um, what about showbiz? You seem pretty immune to showbiz in a nice way. The bullshitness. What is a great lesson you've learned about about showbiz? Showbiz, yeah. Oh, this is oh, this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. What have I learned about showbiz? Um, what have I learned about showbiz? Uh, I think it's re- it's very important to not uh, just rest on everything you've done. Yeah, there are newer generations. There are more and more people. All the baggage you think you're going to bring on stage, people are like, just entertain me. Yeah. So I learned it sometimes from watching others. Um, I bought an album, uh, a reissue by a band that I really like. And in the liner notes, there's some complaining about the record company. And I was like, (laughs) buddy, don't do that. There's some complaining. You can't complain and, and, and talk about how something was unfair and like you get... There's that in that, comedy too that people that are complaining about you can't, what they're doing while they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, or just you can't don't bring all this stuff. People really don't ask for much. They w- sat they want to sit down and just entertain them. It's okay. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So that's a, the by the showbiz of it of it is the lesson I learned. I think from watching others is not to just uh, wallow in what you think you're supposed to be. Yeah. But I'm the no. It doesn't. Keep reinventing. Keep going. Yeah, burn it like a newspaper. Just bur- yeah. old newspapers. Just go. Just go. Next thing. Next like thing, Fahrenheit four fifty one on on the wonderful network HBO. On on wonderful HBO home box office. It's a, it's like a box office in your. But it sounds like we don't home. like it. I know. I love it. I know. I totally do. Too. Everybody does. Everyone does. But this, it sounds like the bit we're doing. I know. Is that I hate. We don't. I hate when people do That's that. That's not like, what I'm doing. Same here. I, I'm not it's even. It's like being... Letterman with CBS. He's like, yeah. oh, the fine folks at us. No, 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 no. That's I'm not, not what we're doing. doing that. That's not what we're doing. Now we're doing. Dave is not a scumbag. No. And HBO is honestly the best place he could work. Yeah. For real. Uh, 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 absolutely. Uh, so with, showbiz. Just a couple more things. Showbiz. Um, uh, I think that's the main thing. That, yes. I, think, I feel like that's what it, I'm trying to remember. Well, the next one is SNL. What's the great lesson you learned about SNL? So it's probably similar. What do you mean? Like showbiz and SNL are probably, I feel like SNL is a microcosm of show business. So if you learned a great lesson about how to thrive in SNL, it probably has to do with collaborating or checking your ego. Or So you're going to answer my question for me? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's not what it is. <laughs> Have you been back to Boston no. recently? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> guy, he Jason Bourne me. He killed me with a pencil. Oh, he, he got you. No. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm sorry. Nope. Next. I would have even nope would have been better. Yeah. Nope. Then I would have known. Oh, nope. I know. He, I know he meant well. He met. I hope I wasn't there. He met well. Um. So what? What do you think? What lesson did I learn about um, SNL? Oh, greatest well, lesson you've learned. It's similar. Yeah. In that. This is uh, the, how do I put this? I really thought when me and Bill left, and you know, I'm like. That's it for this sort of golden period of it. I believe in new cast members all the time. And I really did learn that like that machine just keeps on going. It also doesn't wallow in like, yeah, you know, have old, older cast members come back and, but they do not live in that. They are just new cast members. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I, it's kind of, it's amazing. Yeah. It is a machine that is not, 
It's sort of like your view of the universe. It's just sort of yeah. out of your control. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is great. It's humbling. I watch it all the time. You I still s- love it? Oh, yeah. I'm a, been I'm like a like little crazy. obsessed with SNL. Really? That's great. I just it doesn't love like that cold make a open. knot in your stomach. No, I love it. Like, I, I'd love it, too. Oh, here's a new person. Are they nervous? No, they're not. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> Why are they in this cat? Oh, they get... Can I'm, you answer about cue cards? If your line is, what do you mean, this? Why can't they remember that? Because that line wasn't that line. There's a good Two seconds ago? It was a different line before. I knew it there went had in a to different, be a reason. It might have been in a different spot. Um, it was cutted from dress. It might not have been your line. It was someone else's line. I see. It's... Uh, believe me, I've tried to outsmart it. Because there's all these amazing improvisers and in the no, flow people. No. You will, you will, on you will um, pull the string out and then we'll unravel the and, whole thing. And you've now you're messing with camera people. Yeah, you're actually messing with the other cast members. Yeah, like, it's supposed to cut to someone else. You start doing that and you just you've really tripped everybody. Right. I think that's what makes some of the sketches that you did so fun is because they were. They weren't cue card contingent, so they allowed for some of those a little bit. But even yeah. even those moments were sort of controlled. There was a place where well, Seth is going to come in. Yeah, or, or, or I always or, wonder they when they, how does Seth know when to come in when you guys are? Singing? I think he's just he just eyeballing he's it. Really, very good at that. <laughs> he's just really good at it. so it's up on the cards. But I think he'll move stuff around. That's like he knows he's so good at it. um the other thing about snl too is that i'm so sorry i'm I'm going on i feel like i'm talking too much i'm sorry i feel bad to katie yeah okay katie's like i gotta listen to these two guys no Um, you're so sweet you're you read the room that's what you do but did i read it early enough maybe i should have said this in the very beginning katie um are you okay She's oh, having I, I always have the worst out. And I, she you know told what I did? me before you came in that she hates you. Oh, yes. That's okay. <laughs> hatred is still a feeling. It's like his hatred of music. It's still <laughs> dare you bring holding hands. Uh, you know what I've been doing? Speaking of allergies, sometimes I pull the microphone away from throw it. I like, noticed you doing that. Yeah. I just I like I don't want to do it into the mic. Don't do it. Um, uh, About but, showbiz. Uh, well, SNL. SNL showbiz. Also that people who are on... Uh, for a year, two years, sometimes go on to great things anyway. But isn't that fun? And I, Jenny's I, late. I like that. Yeah. I like that about SNL. That like they didn't go for the whatever seven years, but they found this Taren, other Taron Killam. Taron Killam doing a new show on a big TV show on a big TV show. So there's no. I love it. I like that about SNL too. That it's like it doesn't always have to be the uh, the sort of route that you thought. It was right. good to be for everyone. Right. So sometimes there's a weird version of it, and those are pretty cool. Yeah. I always looked at it like Harvard, and I remember I would submit when I was married, and I would think, if I get this, it's going to ruin my marriage. Ooh. <laughs> were you married when you were on it? Uh, yes. Was that... this? Is, I'm not trying to get you to open up some oh, no, it's okay. TMZ scandal or something. I'm no, no, saying, no. Um, was that hard? I, I can't imagine doing actually... SNL and doing anything. Maintaining a It was during friendship. the sort of a very um, – the part where it was all – I was starting to get married and, and, and engaged and stuff. So it was actually very festive because I was with my friends and we're all very supportive mm-hmm. and, and Bill and Andy and everybody. So it was – She didn't work on the show though, did she? No, no. So – and she was okay with – I mean it's an, it's such a – Yeah. 
I hate these types of questions. No, it's okay. It it's okay. Like, uh, when did you see your wife? That people oh, always said that to because me because she worked on another show. Uh, it was an understanding of like this is. So she had that a little. Yeah, bit yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It I was, was like my first wife Val. We would make it work because she's Val. But my first wife, I, I'm like this would end us. And what's fucked up is I would have taken it. You know what I mean? That's that, yeah, like yeah. indicative thing where I was submitting to a show that I knew if I got it would probably end my marriage. This is interesting. Yeah. The way your brain works is that you thought out a whole problem that didn't happen. That's true. You thought out a whole like scenario. I one time bought a lottery ticket and spent the rest of the day anxious I would win. That's not, that's not indicative of who I am. But I, I was like, you hear the stories of the, you told one, the all nighters and the, where in that is you having supper? You know what I mean? I was just like, this isn't going to work. But it does work for some people. I mean, some people are just like, it, it's hard. Yeah. But it does. There are many like people being that. being a doctor or something like a surgeon that can only do Well, it's technically things. like being a doctor. Yeah. Technically in that you learn about medicine and incisions and. What do you uh, mean? They teach you how to incise? Yes. Uh, being on SNL is like the, one of the first things you learn. And we're doing a joke. This is not real, but I'll continue it. When you're asking me about my upbringing, I wanted so badly to make up a story that my parents were... That we, I, oh, because the way of your upbringing, I wanted to make up a story that I was... My parents were really into like dictatorships. But I, there was no way in, but I just, I'm, I'm like, they were obsessed with dictatorship. They just wanted, they were, they were raised in a dictatorship and, and like, that was their thing. Cause I don't think that happens. I don't think I know anyone who was like, we were raised in a dictatorship and I went on to do, co- I'm sure it exists, oh, but sure. I just don't know anybody. <laughs> I love it. Um, is there anything that we haven't covered that, cause I was going to ask you the last question. How do you feel about that? Not good. I let's do, let's do three more, and we'll do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes to make sure I got everything. I have. Let me ask you. A Ooh, quick, I got a good one. I, I got a really quick question. This yeah. is fact. What made you want to do this? This podcast? Yeah. Just the whole show in general? Yeah. Um, I wanted an excuse to talk to people that I admire. Uh huh. Point in case. Uh huh. Case in point. <laughs> um, and it's a brilliant thing. The last like three four or five great friends I've made have been from the podcast. It's insane. Oh, great. The, the guy who married us was a guest on my podcast. Like, and really, who is really that? Close. Uh, Rob Bell, he's an author. Wow. And then like, just trying to think. So like, I immediately fell in love. I always wanted to, ha- I think anybody would, to watch a movie, read a book, see a show, and then have a way. Like I could have asked you to coffee and maybe you would have said yes. But it's it's easier to say, would you like to come on the podcast? Because we like performing. It, it, it makes it a little safer. Yeah. And, and uh, it's nice that it's in your house. It's in my house, yeah. Which is that, that is a good way to get to know someone. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's who right. you are. Yeah. And, Letting them in. Um, uh, yeah. So going forward, next time I see you, it's a very different story. Now I really know, I know you this much more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now we know each other. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Yeah. We've talked more than your best friend and yes. you have talked Def- without a doubt this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. And then uh, there's also a little bit more super- superficial thing was they were like, if you're trying to get fans, this was, if somebody asked me the greatest lesson I've learned about finding your audience, 
I, I would say consistency. It's like any sort of relationship. You want to find a consistent way to interact with them. With you, obviously, you always have like nine TV shows and two movies and a, a record. <laughs> but for me, having a weekly podcast, something not it's not just about it's not commercialism necessarily of like selling them. It's a free podcast, but it's just like, hey, don't forget, we oh, have a this thing. This is good. We have a thing. This is good for me to know, though. It's helpful. And that, that translates into, you know, people come out and see you perform. And oh, this is good. People might watch my special December 15th on HBO, the best network. But isn't December 15th, there's like a huge, isn't there a huge... That's when the president is going to throw out. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the halftime show with Beyonce and he throws footballs, golden footballs at her. Uh, that's his, that's isn't his, that the night? That's his, that's his anything goes day, right? That is. Where like <laughs> it's like the purge, but fun and everything's free. Like, isn't that when everyone gets to talk to the president? That is hilarious. And he has to answer honestly for a long time. <laughs> and it's on all the networks. It's on all the networks simultaneously. How did the, how did this bit come to be? I I did you just do that once and then realize it was a thing? Or did for, you write it in the script for, in Portlandia? Um, it just happened, I, I think. I, I, I think because, yeah, it was like a little like I think, I think people make this up, and maybe I'm making this up, but I think I was trying to do like a little Chevy Chase a little bit. Oh, interesting. I think, but I, I wonder if I'm just trying I'm to be cool that. and looking back and being like, you know. But I think I get Chevy Chase to me. That's not Chevy Chase to me. Chevy, he, that's like the opposite of. Oh. Uh, maybe something about vacation when he's like if you yeah maybe something in there because i think the hair was kind of i don't know i get it maybe but i who knows chevy chase to me is the quick insult under the breath that's just like oh sure yeah because those pants look good you know what i mean just something like that i mean i can't he's so good Uh, there's i think i think a lot of people took a lot of what he did oh for sure he was a pioneer yeah when i val and i watched Jungle to Jungle? No. What is the one he marries? He, goes, he gets remarried. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is in it. Oh, that's kind of... That's a little later in his... It's later. I but, know what you mean. Fletch, yeah. Well, if I watch Fletch, I'm like... It's like watching The Simpsons. I'm like, oh, this is where I learned how to be funny. That's like great. Because he was like waspy. There were, like, yeah. Like, I, you never saw that like sort of... No. He looked like he had $200 on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was being funny. Like that that never existed. Yeah. I never saw that. Really, there's something relaxed about it that I really like. Oh, I've been foolishly squandering my money on rent and heat. Y- yeah, yeah. Like just that that type of sarcasm. We didn't yeah, have it I yet. Think, I think in one of the Fletches, he told his boss, he was begging him for something. He's like, come on, I'll buy you some deodorant. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible insult. <laughs> It's <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> That's excellent. So this is my good question for you. Right. What is your vice? You seem viceless. Oh, that's not the case. Not the case? Um I think now in my life my, maybe I'm a little bit of a workaholic. Um If we're talking about substance, uh sweets, I'm, I've got a problem with. You are Henry Winkler. These are Henry Winkler's answers. You got to hang out with Henry Winkler. But Pure I, as the driven snow. I don't. I don't know. I wish. not a big booze guy. No, no. Not a big uh, weed guy. No, no. No drugs. And no drugs. No. And I don't drink. Don't drink. No drink. Never did it. Oh, I have. I've. 
No, I don't. I, this isn't like that. Like you did. I no, 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 no. I mean, I've, I've had drinks. Just, and it didn't grab you. Didn't I? Did not like it. I don't like the sort of loss and of you're, control. You seem like if you smoke, I don't want you to smoke pot. In fact, I'm kind of the jury's out for me with pot. Uh-huh. I like it sometimes, but I think it also dulls me uh-huh. and sort of isn't the best thing for my productivity. Uh-huh. I think people can agree on that. Um, but you seem like if you got stoned, you'd be super, super funny. Oh, thanks. But you don't do that. No, I think I just don't. I just never, ever was like, it never appealed to me. I never. You just like where you are. Yeah. I could, you know. Honestly, some, I wouldn't change it. There's some What is the stuff? What is this? So no psychedelics then? No. Yeah. Never. <laughs> never. No psychedelics. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Sex? Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I try to, uh, control or turn over to God, in, um, release, <laughs> <laughs> um, how much, um, it could make my life unmanageable, how much, you know, it could control me. Right. So, um, and that includes like pornography and all those things. Like, I feel like for the last, you know, for a good part of my life now, um, I've been able to keep that at a distance, the, the sort of what that represents to me. I see. It is a lot that there's a closet in all of our houses. That yeah. If we open it, just never ending breasts and butts fall out. Yeah, yeah. Just what would you like to say? It's yeah. a wonder yeah. that we're not looking at pornography it's a, right it's, now. Or that it exists it's even. Too it's too like, much. It's too much. So, I think about it all the time. I'm constantly – I talk about it in my new special on December 15th, the same yeah. night as the Ask Me Anything with yeah, Trump. Yeah. Um, I, I always say on stage I'm off pornography, which is true for the most part. But the, tr- the truer truth is I go back and forth because it's highly addictive. It's really hard to always oh, yeah. resist – or just never ending the, bosoms and the you know the the memories of it and, and right. everything so and that changes how we think about sex and stuff oh yeah um but was it, sex as a thing was that your because if you're not boozing and drinking was that oh, always yeah. like your go to <sighs> yeah I, if that would that would have been my vice i would say and yeah. and especially when and i mean it in a way that's like as you know i'm it, it was it was yeah my sort of drinking yeah. Um, especially when I was in a band and on tour. That was, you know, right. I just wanted to, um, you know, hook up with strangers and stuff. And mm-hmm. so that sort of carelessness right. was, I hope this is okay that I'm talking about this. I hope that, you know. Yeah, you know, I, think, I think it's understood. You, you asked, you asked. Stars. And so, oh, yeah. You, I just thought you meant in general that people might think it's weird. I think people know that musicians like to have sex with fans. Just, yeah. Just, from time to time. I, I, I don't mean it as... Um, it's you asked and so i'm just like yeah just so that i also so that in this interview i'm not like chocolate is my only advice i'm like there, you know there are things that i do think I would, it's weird that sex which is a beautiful yeah thing is is linked in with booze and drugs like which is it booze weed yeah or sex yeah which can be quite lovely even with somebody yes. that you don't know yeah 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 okay all right um well this is this is my favorite question are you thinking I would like to. Are you thinking about your cap sex that answer? thought? Yeah, cap it. Um, that uh, also that I, I'm with my. I have a girlfriend. Yeah, who I've had for over four years now. Oh, 
you which is, for me for me is a very long time. Yes. And so I just wanted to cap that thought with that just so yeah. that it's not like my, that my life isn't so meandering and like meaningless and like, and yeah. So anyway, I, you know, I, I got it uh, under control. It's more like, well, and I, I'm in a relationship. So therefore, yes, I have to take that part of me more seriously. Of course. I understand you're you know maturing and four years is a long time. Yes. And it's going great. It's going great. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. But Sounds like it's going I good. just wanted to make sure that that was... Of course. She's an actress. Yeah. I know her from The New Black. That's right. And she's wonderful. She's great. Very, very talented. Yes. Wasn't she in a movie? She's been in... <laughs> <laughs> she's been in many movies. No, she was in a movie when she was really young. Wasn't she? She was in a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't she? Was she a you? child actress? And she was in Pee-wee, in Pee-wee's TV show. Ah... Then was she in a movie? She's been in a bunch of movies. Like she was a child actor. Yeah. Right. That's what. That's what. But she was in a movie like as a teenager. I think I just watched a movie yeah, with her where she was. Oh, like oh, you're thinking? Are you thinking of old. Slums of Beverly Hills? Yes. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Had never seen it. Yeah. It's like uh, that's, I think the it's first like a Noah Baumbach movie fantastic. from the eighties. It also. Even though it's about like the cheesy side of L.A., made me fall in love with L.A. I was like, "What's that I get place? it. I get it. What's that she weird She was place? great in that movie. She's great in that movie. Yeah. And she's like, what, 20 years old? Something like that. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I ju- we just watched it. Because they showed a pre. We went to like a hipper movie theater. Yeah. They showed a preview because they had like a, like a midnight screening of it or something. And we thought it was a new movie. And we're like, how can this be? We knew the actors, obviously. Yeah. But we're like, it looked like a movie that could come out. Now. Yeah, it, it's it, really crazy. It does has aged that way. Yeah, really, it's like of the style yeah. now. All right, we put a cap on that. Um, what is the hardest time you've laughed ever? <laughs> oh, or, that's easy. That's easy. Oh, is it okay? Or, or or I was gonna say if it's not easy, I can give you some guide, <laughs> guidance. Um, I have. It's because I've remembered this a lot that I, and my, my memory of it is correct is that I was writing a sketch with Maya when she, <laughs> Maya was on SNL and we wrote a sketch together in the middle of the night and it was about a band who had too many band members and she was, Maya was just writing little stories about each band member. Hey, this is so-and-so on bass. <laughs> and she made up something about one of the band members and it made me laugh so hard that uh, so I was on a couch like this one and I went to the, to the rug. I went down a little bit and, and there was no one else there. So I wasn't trying to be dramatic. Like, oh, I was on the floor. None of that. I really was like, ha 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 ha. And I went to the floor, but then I got scared because I couldn't breathe in. So I, there was, I laughed so hard that there was fear involved. And I really thought, I'm, cause I remember the rug. Cause I was like, do I suck in the rug? <laughs> Um, and it was, it was she. And the, what she said was just odd. It was more like just a weird thing she was making up about a band member. She said that the band member used to lie that her dad worked for Nabisco, but she really didn't. Some odd, you know, crazy, but something about that. And I'll never forget that. That is like, I feel like that's the hardest I ever laughed. Wow, I couldn't breathe. She's so funny. Yeah, she's so funny. 
Is she the most fun? Or is yeah. Kristen Wiig your favorite? <laughs> oh, Kristen is incredible. Cut, cut the, delete this episode. Yeah. Delete, delete the whole thing. Delete the entire episode. I've wasted so much yeah. time asking about if Kristen Wiig's the best. Well, Maya might be the best. Talk about Big Mouth. She's fucking incredible in that. Yeah. So incredible. Well, you're, you're the best. Do you're you feel best. satisfied? Oh, yeah. You I feel happy? I'm very happy. Um, I'm... Yeah, I'm glad I get to hang out with you. Me too, man. This was the this was incredible. Perfect timing. For and these me. are emails that worked out. We emailed and made this as happen. opposed to because this is recently that we emailed each other. It wasn't. Um, yeah, man. Some time. I know. Maybe uh, in a couple months. We made no. it happen. I'm back on Monday. And I said, "How about how about Monday? Tuesday?" And then you said, "How about Tuesday?" Yeah. And I said, "Let's do it Tuesday." That's the way to to. That's the. That's when you d- have real consideration for something. Where you're like, let's. Well, do I appreciated fast email replier, Fred Armisen. Oh yeah, you're you're on it. It's because you're not it. stoned or drunk. That's what it is. <laughs> and um, and everyone who's listening out there, please check out this podcast. This one, yeah, they've already found it. Oh. <laughs> do you want to? We have the guests say, "Keep it crispy" at the end. Just a pitch. Do you want to sing a tandem song that ends in the words "Keep it crispy" and I'll try and marry you? Okay. Don't, don't forget, forget. Don't, don't forget, forget the, the stars, stars and the universe. universe. The stars and the universe, far, far away, but very close. So we keep it. Crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> Favorite. My jean shoes I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you want to